Hey everyone, it is the Comic Vine Podcast for the week ending June, it's June already, June 1st, 2012. June 1st. June 1st. We're almost halfway done with the year. Yep, we're getting there. Just about. So I am Tony Guerrero, the editor-in-chief of Comic Vine. With me, welcome back, Corey Schroeder. What up, y'all? How you doing? I'm back. I'm all right. So Uh, it's been crazy busy. It's kind of why I haven't been here between that and the new paperwork and whatnot. Yeah. (laughs) So this is such a big momentous occasion. Sarah didn't show up. Yeah, she heard I was coming back and hasn't left her trailer. There's just not enough room for the two of you. <laughs> now, so Sarah's um she's 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 working on the news video right now, so she might be joining us. Hopefully, she'll be she'll come up and join us. And that's not a tease. We actually have no idea. Yeah, so she, she's done. It's been a crazy week, um, partially with the uh, like Monday holiday and <laughs> right. But so yeah. We'll, yeah, and it's just crazy that it's Friday already. It is. So. I, this week has actually been very strange for me because I. I was telling you earlier, I went to a, a smaller convention, more fantasy sci-fi, so I won't really go into it, but my entire internal clock has been thrown off. Hmm. Uh, I've, <laughs> I've, I've worked pretty much all week. Yeah. <laughs> Seven days a week. So, I mean, I didn't work as much on Monday, but I, I, I was on a little bit, so it was, was a, almost a normal week for me. So that's, nothing, that's good. Yeah. I've been on a big adventure time kick, though, so that's been fun. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, geez. So, I, I had, speaking of adventure time... So I have it set on my DVR to record, you know, so I can watch all the old episodes, new episodes. And, and then it, they show it so many times. <laughs> and what, what's bad about it is because there's always two episodes. Right. And they mix them up. Oh, no. So it's like when it records, it's, they don't always show the, the same first and second episode. It's right. like they may. So I'm looking through the, you know, the, the folder on my DVR and they'll be like, whatever, just this one episode, which is recorded twice, but then it's paired with something else. So it's. I ended up my my DVR got to hundred percent. Jeez! Like I think I took a picture. Do you have, right? a, do you have satellite? Because if no, so then it might, okay. Because I was gonna say apparently a lot of times they have trouble with like stuff like TiVo or whatever recording both. Because usually I'll have like an Eastern setting where everything's three hours earlier oh, on no, satellite, no. so it'll like record both occurrences no. even though it's the same thing. Yeah. But so, uh, yeah. So um, before we get started, I just want to mention it is. Anthony G. Boyo's birthday today, actually tomorrow is his birthday. <gasps> so a listener, he, he loves Comic Vine, loves the podcast. So happy birthday, Anthony. Happy and birthday, I, happy, happy birthday, happy sure. birthday. Time to have some cake. So pretty sure I got his name right, his last name. G. Boyo. <laughs> sounds, like, sounds like it could be a pseudonym for you. G. Boyo. Anthony G. Boyo. G. Boyo. It, it, yeah. So happy birthday. Hope Woo. you enjoy our present our presence, our presence, <laughs> our presence our pres- is our, our presence. Uh, yeah, and what? And, yeah. <laughs> so there you go. Um, speaking of comics, did you read a lot of comics this week? I did. I, read I always a lot make of sure to. I'm, I'm trying to up my my my. So on Wednesdays, Sarah and I and and Matt Elfring, we review comics. And um, <laughs> I don't know if you guys knew that. <laughs> yeah. So we we try to review as much as possible, and. I, I'm, I'm trying to, I, I don't know what my record is on one day and it gets hard after a while. You're just like, Ugh. yeah, you know? And so I, I did nine this week and I was like, it's like, I, I don't think I've ever done 10. It's like, I, I want to do 10. It's funny. Cause reading them like that all in one day, you kind of start to like, it, it all like weaves together until someone asks you about a specific one. So like if someone's like, Oh, what comics did you like this week? I, I draw a complete mm-hmm. blank. But if someone was like, what'd you think of Spider-Man this week? I could 
probably give a pretty detailed answer. Yeah. yeah. And then it gets to the point also where it's like, I'll, I'll read like two or three in a row. And then it's just like, it's, and it's like, ah, I can't, yeah. I don't have time to write another one. And right. I, I wrote three reviews on, on the ferry on right. my way home. And then I had to post those later. And, well, it's also uh, difficult to like keep getting emotionally invested because so many different comics go for so many different tones. Yeah. It's and, like, and, oh, this one's supposed to be scary. This one's supposed to be funny. This one's supposed to be action. Yeah. And, and <laughs> um, someone commented, so like the, like the first comic we'll talk about is uh, Batman Annual, number one. Oh, uh, yeah. So it's really good. I gave it a four. <laughs> and Which means you hated it. You no, thought it no. was the worst so, piece of garbage. And, and so someone commented, it's like, it's like, oh, so you gave that a four, but you gave Green Lantern, I think it's Green Lantern number nine, a five. <laughs> But I mean, my main thing is I absolutely, I mean, everyone knows I love anything Scott Snyder does. I mean, yeah. he's, he's never let me down. Um, love the story, love what happened to the Mr. Freeze and all that stuff. But for me, it was the art. The art mm. was, was good. Yeah. It just, it wasn't great. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I think it's, it's, you know, and everyone always complains like, oh, you, you always give Batman five, but it's like, <laughs> no, I, I give Scott Snyder's Batman a five, right? Like detective comics, um, dark Knight, whatever those, uh, I don't. I don't really review those because they're like, eh. yeah. So it's it's and you know Batman and Robin. I, I I've given a couple of fives. fives yeah, Batman and Robin is is pretty consistently at least good. Yeah, but so it's like I, I, I they complain I give it fives all the time and the other complain I, I give it a four. But for me, I mean it was a great story. <laughs> Some I absolutely love like the wine. <laughs> I mean if if you read my review, I mean I I feel I was kind of like you know gushing over like how great it was and everything. Yeah. But for me, the art while the art was good, it just felt like really average good batman art yeah i mean it wasn't bad no absolutely not but i just there's just a couple of things like the way mr freeze looked a couple of times and i, I guess because you know we're used to you know greg capullo or you know adam i was gonna mix up adam cooper <laughs> yeah one of the coopers i believe I it's adam i'm pretty sure it's adam so it, it's just i don't it, know the thing that i found was and this is something that i find with a lot of batman books is that it was too that it was too bright yeah. Like there weren't enough shadows. There weren't. En- there wasn't enough like mystique mm-hmm. around uh, around sort of the Batman. Because like, those are the stories that I love the best. When Batman is like in shadows, when he's more in detective mode than mm-hmm. Bruce Lee mode. Um, yeah. And I get that with Mister Freeze, he's kind of a, a flashy villain, so it's a little bit tougher to do that. But yeah, I just felt like I could see everything a little bit too well, which is an odd complaint to have. But I, I always like take it back to like Tim Sale. I think Tim Sale's Batman. Yeah, just definitely spectacular with the muddiness and the the vagueness of everything. I think some did a comparison with that where I don't, or, or, maybe, or maybe it was I was I think I think it was it was Jeff Loeb that might have said something before like where he's talking about like like Tim Sale doing Batman and then I don't know if it was Jim Lee or something like that, or just a difference like like yeah. it was almost like night and day where you know you can actually see Batman and you right. know, with Tim Sale you you can't. Well, so. I mean, you look at like the Long Halloween versus Hush. That's pretty. Yeah, <laughs> those are pretty. Those are both. In my opinion, excellent Batman stories, yeah, but they're excellent for very I, I different think, reasons. I think that might have been what he was talking, what he was referring to. Yeah, I don't I remember how we got on that s- subject. And it was an interview or just conversation, but I remember him him saying that to me. Um, so, as far as the issue, it was weird because you know this was Mister Freeze, and I thought DC billed this as like the first appearance of Mister Freeze in right. New Fifty Two, but we saw him <laughs> totally a, a couple weeks ago in in Red Hood and the Outlaws. That was it. Yeah. Which was fine. I mean, it. it the, 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 what I what I, I liked is so in in Red Hood we see the, the court of owls. The talons are after Mister Freeze. Why are they after him? 
I don't think they really mentioned it in there. Yeah. But then in the annual, we find out why. They, they mentioned, I think they made like a like a one-line passing mention of like, I did them a favor and now yeah. they're trying to silence me. Yeah. So <laughs> what I think is is great, and I, I won't mention the reveal, but I mean, you get the reveal. It's, it's almost like, you know, it's like, how come no one thought about this or right. made, made that connection? It's and, so, so good. And and that's Scott Snyder, you know, just tying everything together. Mm-hmm. And his his main thing is, you know, he loves the character. He loves Mr. Freeze. Sure. And and what he brought up is there's not a really great defining Mr. Freeze story. Mm-hmm. When you think of what's the best Mr. Freeze story? I, th- I think we did this before I left. Yeah. I think mine was from Batman Beyond. Like, <laughs> no, cartoon. Yeah, but, but yeah, it's, 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 you know, all that, the, the heart of ice, you know, yeah. the, the Paul, Paul Dini, you know, Batman anime sure. series. I mean, that's, that's the best Mr. Freeze story and it wasn't even in a comic book. Right. I mean, and that, so that's, that's kind of ridiculous. It is a little bit, especially with how much, how beloved he's become since his return. Yeah. Like, mostly thanks to Paul Dini and the animated series. So when, when, you know, they made the announcement about the annual, you know, I, I was you know, trying to track down, you know, re, you know reprint, you know, see <laughs> right. his first appearance and everything. There was, you know, they, there was an explanation where you see, you know, he had an accident or something like that. And then he turns into Miss Freeze and he's like, I'm going to be a villain now, but there's no motivation. It's like, why was he going to be a villain? It wasn't, you know, there was no Nora until animated series when, right. when Paul Dean. So he was just just a regular villain, <laughs> just and he wasn't trying to cure himself. I or got anything. frozen, and I might as well rob a bank. Yeah. So I mean, because <laughs> in that that's the thing, his second appearance, which was I, f- I forget how many years later, if it was like eight years later or something, like, you know, he wasn't really used. His his second appearance, he's he wants to steal his painting. It was like Winter Wonderland or something. Like that. <laughs> And it had again. It was it was nothing. Damn it. I, I think his is. I don't even think he was called Mister Freeze in, in the first issue. Hmm. I, for, I forget what it was called. It's like something weird. And then he started referring to himself as Mister Freezer. So it's like there was no motivation at all. So I liked his. Uh, I, it didn't really do much to establish like a motivation or anything like that. But I really liked his appearance in Gotham Central. Yeah, uh, back in back almost a yeah. decade now. Yeah, that was kind of <laughs> creepy. Yeah, so that that was cool. But again, no, it like didn't. It wasn't. It was by no means like a definitive tale of mr freeze mm-hmm. and i always you know i also asked the questions like why is mr freeze in arkham asylum right. you, know, you know he had an accident he's he's got to live in a suit and the cold and all that and yeah he's obsessed with his wife but is that really enough to make him insane it's yeah like, it wasn't really there was never really any reason and you know they like have, he should be in blackgate yeah like, they, they have he, black he kills just, people just but... there too so <laughs> scott his and what he wanted to do, he wanted to give Mister Freeze like a, a defining story, like his origin, you know, and and just a motivation and to make him creepy, and yeah. and he succeeded. Three and, out of three. <laughs> and and when I before I, I reviewed it, I, I you know looked it over over the issue again, and literally just reading the first page where it kind of comes full circle, that first page literally gave me a chill, and, <laughs> and I didn't mean that as a joke or you know, right. and one of those you know, a, a Schumacher esque joke. Nice to meet you. <laughs> Or chill out, um, but no, it, it gave me it gave me a, a chill just just thinking about where it how it ends. I know, it's just like it's so, it's good. so good. I so I, I actually I feel bad that I gave it a four, but oh, you know, no, I mean I'm not going to change it. But I and and you know I, I let Scott know and yeah. and obviously he's you know he saw the review, but it's and just like he started posting very mean things about you. I mean just just horrific. Like it's just the, the <laughs> art. The art could have been better. I mean, and and I don't mean that as a a knock against the art because you know and some people said they like the art yeah. which which is fine but i just because reviews are opinions yes yeah. so <laughs> so that that was was good um other issues that came out so there's this book from archaea called cowboy it's a hardcover 
It's by, by Nate I saw Cosby. that, but I haven't read it. Nate Cosby and Chris Eliopoulos. So Chris Eliopoulos, he's, he's a letterer, but he also – he's done like Franklin, Son of a Genius and oh, okay. you know, a lot of stuff like that. So it's basically it's, – it's a 10-year-old bounty hunter. <laughs> that, and he's he's going That's after adorable. he's going after his um his his outlaw relatives. And it's, okay, it's just, I like it's, this. It's, it's, it's great. I mean, it's it's like an all age book. I mean, there, there's a couple. Yeah, I was going to say, are they like going for sort of a dark, gritty thing, or is it more like a little bit funner? It's it's it's, it's fun. I mean, just with 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 um Chris's art. I sure, mean, it's it's totally like that. But you know, there's a point where he he's talking to this lady who works at the bar and you know what, what she does there, but ah, billiards, I believe they used to call yeah. it. <laughs> so, I mean, you know, and he's like, do you work here? She's like, you could say that. And so obviously we know mm. what she's most likely doing, but you know, like I, my daughter hasn't read it yet. You know, I, I'm waiting to, I, she's going to read it, but you know, she wouldn't know what that's in reference to. Not necessarily so, no. <laughs> I mean, so it, it's, it's really, really a, a fun and great and it's Archaea. And I mean, they, they do great jobs with their hardcovers and it's just, it's, it's a beautiful book and that it's, sounds it's great. Hilarious. Um, and there's also some other stories like Roger Landry. I think he's got a story in, in Colleen Coover. And so there's like in bet- they, the main story is kind of broken into chapters. And then in between chapters, there's like these little short stories. So it's it's really good. Um, what's it called again? Cowboy. Okay. So two two words. Cowboy. Cool. It's um cow, cowboy colon a boy and his horse or something like that. Okay. Something, something like that. Um, Star Wars Boba Fett is dead. I don't have that issue here. So is this number two? It's, it's, it's Blood Ties. Um, I, I, I feel bad because I love Boba Fett. I still haven't read oh, sure. the first issue, which I have that downstairs. You read, you read Tales of the Bounty Hunter, I take it? Yeah. Back in the way back when? Yeah. <laughs> um, Jester Muriel. Mar- mm-hmm. um, so I thought it was Kevin Anderson. Yeah. No, I meant the, 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 the name that he – his supposed identity. Oh, okay. Fair enough. Well, yeah, they you've... changed all that. <laughs> I read um, that way better than I do. <laughs> yeah. So – Matt loved the second issue. He reviewed the first one, so he reviewed the second one too, and he so he really liked that. So I, I like I said, I, I feel bad. I haven't read the first issue. Yeah, okay, I kind of gave it an eye roll, but if it's actually good, <laughs> yeah, he he loved it. And that's the thing because um, someone asked me before. I think when I do my um my my ask and you shall receive video mm-hmm. where it's just a basic Q and A, someone asked me about Star Wars comics, and and they're they're kind of give or take. Boy, you know? they're hit or miss. Yeah, tell yeah, you. hit or miss. Some some are really good, some are just, eh. And the problem with with that is it's like it's hit or miss to this extreme where it's like it's either amazing and reveals this new part of the universe that you never even thought possible or it is like the most generic forgettable mm-hmm. like ho hum. Yeah. yeah, there's like almost no middle ground with the with the Star Wars stuff. And for me a lot of it is is the colors. The colors mm-hmm. just never they're they're too bright. It just doesn't it's it's too artificial. Well, you guys did an interesting feature with a with little crossover with uh, GameSpot mm-hmm. about, about uh, co- video game comic books, and I uh, really wish I could have gotten in on that because I love the Mass Effect comics, but again, the art is actually a little... It, it actually seems like very reminiscent yeah. of Star Wars' yeah. art, and that doesn't necessarily go great when you're giving creatures like Turians who are basically mm-hmm. made of stone for... And that's a gross oversimplification, but go with me here. Yeah, uh, And they're, they're, they're way too expressive mm-hmm. in the comics, and that's, I think, just a, a fault of the medium, and like artists aren't used to drawing these like blank-faced characters but really they're not supposed to have a lot of facial movement <laughs> yeah and and again the color because i remember when that, when that issue came out i reviewed the first issue mm-hmm. and it was back when we were in the, the sausalito office when i was Oof. doing doing videos in the basement um and i, I just remembered the, the main thing was 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 the color mm-hmm. that just just really got me yeah so that, that's the problem with a lot of sci-fi comics mm-hmm. I, I well because you can't it's hard to make a comic comic like luminescent mm-hmm. and like that that is a very luminescent game like that and sort of the new star trek and a lot of like there's not like a screens don't have 
glass. They're just projections. Yeah. <laughs> um, but then uh, also came out this week on Monday was M.A. Kami Girls, the Wonder Woman digital oh. comic, digital first. That was actually really good. <laughs> was it? it um, Unbelievable. It, it, that toy line is hilarious. Well, see, that's the thing is you don't really get the, the feel. It doesn't really feel like the way that the toys are statues, whatever. It doesn't okay. really, didn't really feel like that. But the kicker is the reason why it was so good. It's written by Justin Gray and Jimmy Palmiotti. Oh, my God. <laughs> but no, here, it gets better. The art, Amanda Connor. 99 cents. I mean, how can you not not want to get that? Wow. Okay, you just well, you just sold me a copy. And it's so. uh, yeah, you know, so and on the, the new iPad, uh, yeah, I can show you later. I got it on here. I mean, it's it's amazing. It looks so great. And it's it's Amanda Connor. I mean, right. she's just just expression and No, she doesn't so, do bad work. Yeah, it's it's the story of Wonder Woman. It it's kind of like an origin. You know, we've seen this a bunch of times, you know, it's a little bit different, but like I said, I didn't didn't really feel like it was like Amy Kami, you know, whatever right. they're, the angle they're, they're trying to go there. It just it felt like a really good wonder woman story and wow. you know she's fighting and you know if, if you've seen the images you know she's kind of got a slightly different look you know costume's a little different but it was it was just it was really fun and okay cool and you know i think the complaint some people had that it says it's 22 pages but you know a lot of them are like you know panel pages and but right. it's 99 cents so it's, yeah, it's right. like you know you, you <laughs> calm down you, you spend that you know on a cup of coffee or, or actually cup of coffee is two bucks yeah you know, so. <laughs> depends on where you go so so that was good um, then we had Spider-Man Annual 39. So this was interesting because, you know, Spider-Man is basically dance lot. You know, he's, right. he's the only one doing that. So this was written by Brian Reed, mm-hmm. who, um, I don't know what Brian Reed's been doing lately. He, he did Miss Marvel for 50 issues, yeah. which I think that's amazing. He you was know, all was over the place series. a while ago, but yeah, he and, hasn't been so prolific these days. Yeah, I see him on, on, on Twitter all the time, but it's like, I don't know. So the, the story here. It's, it has to deal with time. Did you read this? Yeah, I did. So you know, it has, Clarence, it's a wonderful yeah. life for Peter yeah. It, it's basically a wonderful life where he gets erased out of time because working at Horizon Labs and they're doing all these <laughs> wacky experience, experiments. So he he gets erased from time and he gets to see what the world's like if he didn't exist. So you can kind of imagine that. And so I, I I did enjoy it. I the the things that that kind of bothered me it it felt too close to the recent. Time story that Dan Slott did, which was great. Right. And again, it was with Grady Scraps, Scrapes, I forget. Scraps, I believe. Is his last name, which is weird. Where, so, and, and I thought that was great the way Dan handled the, the time travel, the future thing. I, mm-hmm. That's what I loved. It was very um, like mind bending. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and, and this, even though I guess that issue, the first part came out in January. It felt mm-hmm. like it was more recent than that. Maybe because we, we get, you know, twice a month. Yeah. <laughs> so it, it felt like it was too close to that. It's like, okay, this dude working at the labs, doing an experiment, he almost destroys the entire city. Right. You might want to say, mm, you know, maybe you shouldn't focus on time so maybe much. Maybe stop piercing the veil of time yeah. and work on curing some diseases. So, you know, he does another experiment and, you know, Peter is helping him out and he gets erased. So it's like, <laughs> hmm. Oh, crap. And then, you know, and then there's repercussions from that throughout the issue. So it's not just Spider-Man sitting back and saying, oh, this is what Mary Jane would do. This is what J. Right. Jonah James would do. So there's a story. And then at the end, and I, I told Brian, I, I tweeted him, I was like, like you almost made me cry. Almost. I, almost. I mean, you, you see it coming, but... It's still, it was um, good. Yeah. So that was- there's there's also an amazing part in this, uh, and it's not at all a spoiler. Where at one point the uh, the Avengers get involved, mm-hmm. and they obviously don't remember who he is, but they immediately believe him. And I liked that aspect yeah. of it, like that they weren't completely because it's like if they had been completely skeptical, it's like really you guys, really you don't believe that this could happen with all the weirdness you've been through. Mm-hmm. And I feel like he he really did a great job of dodging what is usually a very easy cop out. Yeah. 
Um, the, the other thing I liked that this was a full length story. Mm-hmm. So it, you know, usually in the annuals, we'll get the story and we'll get a backup, which is okay. And then sometimes we'll get, here's spy, how Spider-Man's web shooters work. Here's yeah. how his, you know, we, we saw all those like in an early one, which was cool back then. But it's like, here's Peter Parker's apartment. And it's like, eh. so the I, blueprints of his crappy one room apartment. Yeah. So, so I, I liked that it was a full length. What the, the other thing that kind of bothered me is I don't think you can really take anything away from this. It's like, is there going to be any mention this? Any, you know, and it's probably well, that's not. kind of what annuals are. Although Snyder's Something. handily disproves that, but usually annuals are kind of like just throw away. Yeah. One shot story. Unless it's something where it continues in, you know, the story like, um, right. Like when he did Atlantis attacks or, you know, stuff oh, like that where, yeah. And so I'm, and on the other hand, I'm kind of glad that this does stand on its own, that it's like, you're not forced to read something else like animal man. Number one, I did not read this. I'm so, totally behind on animal man. Um, this, you can kind of read on your, I mean, it, it's basically, um, picking up. So, um, buddy's daughter, you know, she's the avatar for the red and you know, she's, got her talking cat that's you know <laughs> guiding her and all this stuff so buddy is still off and they're like you know when, where is he at when's he gonna meet up with us and and then they're talking about like well we need to find alec holland and all this stuff so it's it's tying to the regular series but then she's you know tells her her cat um she's like why don't you tell me a story from the past so it's basically like a flashback story dealing with with the red and the green and, and all that <laughs> so it's fine and then at the end it's like you know he continued and Animal Man number 10, you know, huh. the war begins. And so it stands on its own, but it's also kind of tied to the series. So it's, it's. Well, it just, sounds like it at least has a, a cold open where yeah. you don't have to have read issue number nine to read yeah. this one. Yeah. And you see, we still got, still have the Comic Vine ads this week. <laughs> Woo! That so, is so cool. So I'm, I believe it was just last week and this week. Yes. So two but weeks. it's still so cool. Yeah. Except it wasn't in Batman Family Adventures. You Superman family adventure? Superman. Yeah. <laughs> I wanted a Batman family <laughs> oh, adventure. That would have been pretty said, hilarious. So let me, let me dig. We might as well talk about that issue. Yeah. So Superman family adventures. Um, so Art Baltazar and Franco. I love these two. I do. I was upset. My daughter was upset when Tiny Titans was canceled. It's one of the hottest selling books in my store. I was upset too. <laughs> it's like 50. Again, Miss Marvel went to 50 issues, got canceled. Mm-hmm. Tiny Titans, 50 issues. I mean, that's incredible that it could go that long. It yeah. can last because there's there's not a lot of kids books. No. I mean, like the Billy Batson and Power Shazam, that's gone. Um, Brave and the Bold, I don't think that's that's going on anymore. I don't think it is either. You I got mean, Young Justice. You got Young Justice. And My daughter likes. Really I think likes there's that. a Marvel equivalent of that as well. Yeah, it's like Marvel Adventures. Um, well, yeah, there's, there's Spider Man Adventures. Yeah. Um, and then then there's there's some other ones, but so and then when it's like they're gonna do Superman Family Adventures, I'm like, really? It's like I like Superman, you know, and Supergirl and all that, but it's it just it seems weird. Like I, I'm, I'm surprised they didn't go with the Batman family adventures, you know, with, with all those characters. Yeah. Maybe to be too close since, you know, Robin was in tiny Titans a lot, and, yeah. but oh, so and there, then there was the all Robin issue. Yeah. So, but my, my daughter, we, we read this together. She didn't review it. I reviewed it, but I, <laughs> I made some comments, what she said. She really liked this. Mm-hmm. She actually said she liked it more than tiny Titans. Wow. I'm, I'm like, really? That is a ringing endorsement. And, and she's, she's like, yeah, I didn't think I was going to her. The main thing, what she liked is that this was a full length issue. Yeah. And you know, with tiny Titans, you know, they're, they're in shorter bursts, which was, you know, kind of good and kind of bad. So she, cause she always gets bummed at the end when it's like over. Same thing with, with, when we watch, you know, cartoon and the episodes, especially with young justice, she's like, well, what? She's like, no, it can't. <laughs> and she, she gets, she doesn't like the cliffhangers. Oh, but, uh, what's, what's funny 
So she said she would have given it a five. I gave it a four. <gasps> and then More blasphemy. Well, she should have reviewed it herself, but she had homework <laughs> or something like that. You know, darn school. And getting away. <laughs> right. But what's funny is, is Joey Esposito from IGN, he, um, he, he said he, he really liked it, but he said that what he didn't like is that it was full length, that he liked mm. the shorter burst. So it's like, hmm, who has a longer attention span, a, a, an adult or my daughter? <laughs> she liked There's the There's an insight feature. Yeah. I don't think I told him that, about that. I thought that was funny. I mean, because he knows, I, I told him that, you know, my daughter liked that it was longer. Right. He said it was, for me, it was the opposite. So it was, it, but it was really good. It was fun. You know, it's Superman, crypto, and. It's, I mean, these books mouse. are like, they're, they're fun. They're witty enough, like, to, to not make an adult fall asleep. Like, that's kind of what I like about yeah. them. Is like, they've got a lot of inside jokes that you don't get unless you really read comics, but it's all just really friendly. And, like, I always describe it to people as, like, sort of a, at least Tiny Titans. I don't know if this is going to continue with that, but I mean, I read and really like this issue, but it's kind of like a Calvin and Hobbes style mm-hmm. humor where it's not necessarily like just goofy and wacky. It's, it is a little bit more cerebral and a little bit more clever than it might appear at first. I just wonder how long this, this can go. It's like, how many of these types of stories can you tell about Superman and the related characters? Yeah. Because you know, with Tiny Titans, you had so many different, and yeah, like I said, you know, Robin was in a lot of them, but there's so many other Titan characters that you could bring in. Right. So I mean, sometimes to really hilarious effects, yeah. especially where they were in like mainstream continuity. Like having Doctor Light as their teacher was kind of yeah. like, ah, this is a little yeah. bit weird. Going <laughs> going back to my daughter, um, so in my closet there is a I had a Deadpool figure from the the Wolverine Origins oh, okay. crappy movie, yeah. crappy figures, but there's a Deadpool <laughs> figure, the real Deadpool. You know, they they made oh, okay. it two different versions. So it's comic book Deadpool in his costume. Right. So she saw the figure and she's like. That's weird. She's like, in the comics, he's got, he has like ribbons coming out the back of his mask. <laughs> so I'm like, no. I was like, that's Deathstroke. This is Deadpool. And she's like, well, <laughs> how am I supposed to know? And, you know, she's like, how yeah. indeed? Because I, I, like, so I was like, yeah, one's Marvel, one DC, one's DC. She's like, well. And then I was like, but you know, the funny thing is, I was like, you know, Deathstroke, his name is Slade Wilson. Deadpool's yeah. name is Wade Wilson. And she's just like, what? Curious coincidence, mm. perhaps. Yeah. But I, I just thought it was hilarious that she saw Deadpool and just automatically assumed it was Deathstroke. That is Just really looking funny. at one little, you know, three and three-fourths inch figure. Right. Wolverine and the X-Men, number 11. Uh, not my favorite Wolverine and the X-Men issue. No, definitely not. I mean, it's fun. It's great. Uh, you know, so we have... It's got a really cool cover. Yeah, Nick Bradshaw, which I like. I, I think mm-hmm. some people are kind of like not liking him so much, which I don't understand. I, I, it's it's a, almost, I don't want to say cartoony, but it, it's just, it's, it it's, 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 I mean, because some people see cartoony as, as a negative thing. Yeah. But I mean, it's, know, look it, at context. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's fun. I mean, it's, and it's just so colorful. So Justin mm-hmm. Ponsor does, does the colors and it's Jason Aaron who's, you know, nailing it each time. Yeah. One of my big problems was that Avengers versus X, I don't even know what issue they're on. Four, <laughs> three. I think, I, 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 I think they're, I think the current issue is four. So whatever the last issue was, we see basically the the end to the Wolverine hope story. Yeah. And this is basically everything leading up to that. So it's just like it just Yeah, Marvel is kinda not getting it done with this crossover. This is secret like Secret Avengers, I think it was last week where it was like all about Captain Marvel. It's like yeah. first first of all, wait, Captain Marvel's back again? Yeah. I was like, is this really Captain Marvel or, or it doesn't did they seem think like it's him? it? And it's like, you know, Thor's there, you know, fighting them and, you know, they're out in space still. But then in Avengers vs. X-Men, Thor comes, he goes on the moon. So it's like, I just wish the timing was better. If this is like their big, huge event, you got to get the coordination. And, and you know, if, yeah. if, if there's so many cross or, you know, tie-in issues, 
Avengers vs. X-Men doesn't have to come out every two... I think it's every two weeks. It's every two. They're it's doing a three-week this time, but oh, yeah, it is generally every Yeah, the, week. The, the fifth week, which I was wondering. is like, there wasn't a lot of comics this week, but I yeah. guess it was that, that fifth week thing. So that's my big problem with, with the tie-ins is that they just don't coincide. So it's like you already know what's going to happen. And, and yeah, it's like if there's so many tie-ins that you can't possibly keep track, maybe that's a problem in and of itself, you know? <laughs> and the other thing that really bothered me, there's the flashback scene with Wolverine and, and Jean Grey. Right. When she's like, kill me. And right. it just seems so wrong. As much as I like Nick Bradshaw's art, it's like, that's, that's supposed to be John Byrne drawing that. It's like, that yeah. just, it's just too far. So, but I mean, it's a good issue. It just, I, I w- wouldn't have given it a five. And I think, I think Sarah gave it a four. Yeah. That, that's, that's about right. Yeah. <laughs> Then we have Ravagers, The Ravagers, number one. This I did not get around to reading, um, even I, though I'm trying to read the number ones on uh, as many new 52. I think some people I didn't like this. I didn't, I didn't see other reviews, but I think someone made a comment that, about that. I gave it a four. I, I liked it. Um, I'm so ready to be done with this nowhere business, with this organization. <laughs> and it's like 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 the culling. You know, I, I've been digging um, – Teen Titans, you know, the whole story and, and, you know, Superboy. So we, you know, we've been dealing with all that, but it's just like, it's, it's been, it's gone on long enough. So like the culling story, I honestly, I didn't read through all, all issues. And then you got Legion, Legion Lost in there, which again, I'm, I'm always like, you know, hit or miss with, with them as well. So it's like the culling's over. Great. And, and that leads to the Ravagers escaping from nowhere and getting their own series. So it's like, great. I just I'm so ready to be done with this. Like, let's see them fight someone else. I'm and, ready for DC to stop pushing this whole villains as heroes thing. Like, this is the fourth or fifth book with like a, a tagline on the cover that is almost exactly "Can the bad guys become good guys?" Well, they're not really bad. I mean, these are all the, the, the stories. So all the the meta human teens that were taken, abducted by nowhere, experimented on, right, and then they were locked up. So they they are able to escape. Okay. So what's great is we got Caitlin Fairchild from Gen 13. You know, she was in the early issues of Superboy. No one knew it was her until right. it was leaked out. And so she's kind of trying to take charge of these kids. And, and a lot of them, I mean, they have, they're angry, typical mm. angry teens. You know, it's a big surprise. <laughs> right. But, you know, they, they were violated. They were, you know, right. all this stuff was well, done so to it's them. less villains as heroes than the cover would in Yeah, case. I mean, I, I wouldn't, <laughs> wouldn't get that. Um so and then that's an incredibly misleading cover, and I will probably yeah. actually wind up checking well, this book out. Apparently, I, I didn't even notice. I could go back and check, but um, Thunder and Lightning—I think their names are, are flipped. Oops! Someone made made a comment that's like that's that's a pretty bad mistake that they yeah. switched that. So I I didn't I didn't catch that. But I mean, it it is good that they have the names on the cover if they were all accurate because you you have you know yeah you got Beast Boy here and you got Terra, but it's like Thunder who's that Ridge who's that right? And what what's interesting is. There's other characters inside that aren't on a cover. <laughs> hmm, I wonder why. <laughs> so you, um, and and the, the other thing, um, I, I love Howard Mackey. I mean, it, it's 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 great to see him back. Cause, you know, I used to read it, you know in the '80s and all this stuff. So it, it's it's cool, um, just just seeing him back and yeah. and I I've got to uh, have some conversations with him, which is one of those things. Like, whoa, this is so weird, you know, because I. <laughs> love this stuff as, as a kid right and the, the the one of the problems i have with this is so we have a bunch of new characters it's like why 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 should i care about these new characters you know and that that's that's the problem that's a challenge with new characters is you need to make them appealing enough for someone to care about but it's like we don't want to see the same old characters all the time right so it's it's like it's that 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 just it's a challenge again is is you want to create someone new but you have to sell them enough to make people care yeah so so if one of them gets killed eh, whatever you know i don't i don't really care it is a little early to already be 
throwing at us like the tragedy of of these characters deaths who we probably couldn't remember their names if you quizzed us yeah so i mean some of them it's like oh this character and spoiler this characters die here it's like this character is dead eh, whatever right. you know it almost feels like they were just brought in just for that sake but we do have a rose here rose wilson so that's cool right there's another um wildstorm character here who, who appears on a variant cover i'll just say that i don't want to mention who it is i thought it was cool that this other characters here i like that you know they're they're incorporating them wasn't too happy that um death blow was in grifter i haven't read grifter yet ah. um I'm, I'm i'm i really like grifter i'm hesitant to read it i mean it looks good but bring death blow in there like i didn't like that uh rob brought in zealot into deathstroke mm-hmm. i was like that just doesn't seem right so yeah it well a lot of things have changed about Deathstroke. Yeah, and I, you know, I was, I was really hoping it's like, where's Death? Because when when it was revealed that that Steve Trevor was in Team Seven, I was like, does this mean we're going to see Deathblow? Because I really like that character. So now that he's going to be mixed up with um, Grifter, which you know he should, it's like I, I just wonder how he's going to fit in and what's going to happen. Yeah. So Ravagers was decent. Um, I'm I'm willing to see where this goes. But again, the main thing is I I need to get away from nowhere. It's like they need another yeah. challenge and. I guess that's going to be the tricky thing is like you get these, if you can keep these kids together, if Caitlin can keep these kids together, what are they going to do next? And, you know, are they going to get new costumes or, you know, are they going to be a team of heroes or, you know, what are they going to do? So do you read super crooks? Uh, no, it's by my boy. And I still didn't read it. My what, boy, what, Mark Millar. Issue three. So, um, so Linnell, you, Linnell Francis, you does yes. the art. So, I, I like this. The, f- the first issue, I was like, ah, oh, this is okay. I have to say, I like this better than Secret Service. Okay. So Secret yeah, I read the first Ser- issue of Secret Service. I wasn't thrilled. First, yeah, first issue was not so good. Second issue, kind Secret of Service. Was- real actual Mark Hamill in it. That was kind of hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, so this is interesting where, you know, they're, they're trying to rob this, like, the premier villain. He's super powerful. And so it, there's some, some crazy stuff happening. So th- this is good. It, it's a, it's a, it, I, I, I'm enjoying this. Like I yeah. said, be- better than. Secret Service, which yeah. there's hope for that, but we'll see. Um, Walking Dead, 98. I did read this, Holy actually. Crap. I know. <laughs> I, read this, I read this in the cab on the way back. And, and <laughs> wow. So you get the to, second freaking page. But see, okay, here's, here's the problem what I mentioned oh. is, okay, so a character dies. Oh, and, you know, and does he ever? I mentioned, you know, I'm not once mentioned, it's, it's, I'd say it's a major character. Yes. If you haven't been reading... I'm, so I'm not even going to say anything else more yeah. than that. So major character dies, which Holy it's, it's kind of like it's, we've been waiting for this because we know issue 100 is coming. So, you know, something's going to happen. They're yeah. even teasing. That it's going to be huge, whatever, catastrophic. So what's weird is this person gets hit, you know, <laughs> injury here, oh. but then he keeps talking. That can happen. But then what happens here in the next page? What? Well, he, it, it kind of. What? 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 <laughs> what's what? What's what? What happened? Because when this thock, right? And then he keeps talking, and then he just stops, and then I don't understand. I, I what think it happened. was him getting shot, like in the chest or something. Maybe, but you you can't tell from that. That so that was my my prompt. But see, then this panel here, you can't. There's well, you can't see anything. <laughs> so it's like I've I've never had a prom like this. It in, was in it a, was interesting staging, but I, I could I could at least I think that was what was going on. If I'm wrong, then it's then I'm being hilariously 
ignorant. I, I don't know. I just think that happens. You're you're going to stop talking. You're there, like, there's, there was like a Ripley's Believe It or Not with like construction workers sometimes will get like steel beams through their heads and be Phineas Gage. Fine. Is that his name? <laughs> yeah, the, I think the dude so. that got the tire iron? Yeah. I watch that in psychology. <laughs> psychology 101. I think, in, I think he actually probably drew it like very similarly to that just to like show like, no, this can happen. Your body just kind of goes into shock and you don't realize what's going on. Yeah. <laughs> and then it then it just heats up and oh my god every time i think this book can't shock me anymore it's like robert kirkman just takes it to this other level well cuz like the last few issues so, so um rick and the survivors they they found a community they've been there for a while and you know everything it's like weird gated sort of suburban yeah. zombie free community and, but then what what was cool is when they had the 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 bigger world storyline so it's like there are other survivors and that's something i've always wondered it's like where is everyone else? So we find out that there's a lot more people out there. It's also there. nice to see that not everyone else is crazy. Mm-hmm. Because that was kind of a problem with me Like in mid-Walking Dead was every single group that Rick and the others came across were all murderous psychopaths. Well, it's, it's a matter of survival. and I understand that, but it was like survival if, if every time, if instead of wondering like, oh, I wonder if these people are going to be you know good or bad, if you're just like immediately like, okay, these people are bad, just ignore them. Just mm-hmm. leave them behind. Do not. And you did it, and now three more people are dead. Yeah. So, <laughs> so that's the thing. It's like, and you always expect the worst. Something yeah. bad's going to happen. But it's like we haven't really had anything bad happening so it's just like when's it gonna happen when's it gonna happen and it's like okay it's probably gonna happen issue 100 but then yeah the answer is issue 98 something here (laughs) but yeah i can't imagine what's gonna happen you know i i've said it before it's like i wouldn't be surprised if if rick died yeah i mean i was kind of surprised he made it out of the prison like after people just dropping left right and center and the and with the whole the general's army, like invading the prison, was like, "Oh my god, half the cast is dead." Yeah, I mean, it, it'd be hard because I'm trying to see who. I mean, there, there's some other characters, and I, you know, I guess we won't mention any names, so we won't reveal right. or hint to who who dies or survives here. I there are some other characters that could continue, but I don't know if there's anyone. I almost feel like if you kill Rick, you just have to like then go to a completely different character with a completely different yeah, group, which would be weird. I it mean, would be weird. I don't think no people would. I mean, if Kirkman can do it, I mean, yeah. I'm sure you know, whatever he has planned, he can do. But it it would it would be really cool if that happened, but it would also suck. Yeah, it would be both the best and worst thing that could happen to the series. Yeah. American Vampire 27. I haven't even started this. I'm so ashamed. Uh, like, not this issue, like the series in general. <laughs> oh, man. So um, so we got this character here. Um, I forget his name. Calvin... Calvin something. So he, he got turned into an American vampire a few issues back. And this is taking place in, during, I think it's 1954. Uh, the problem that I had here is issue 26 had art by Roger Cruz, which, which was, was good. And here we have art by Ricardo Bercielli, okay. which, which is fine, but it's, it's <laughs> just, it's, it's different. Yeah. So it's unfortunate. This was a two part story that, they had to switch that is artists for whatever reason. I mean, obviously something must have come up because I mean, they would plan you know better than that. Yeah. So and it's just when you see like actual vampires or whatever, it's ah. just, it just it doesn't. I mean, they're you know they always. I should have brought the other issues. I can show you, but it's just like that. Just it it looks a little cheap. It doesn't look it does. detailed enough, and it was just. It looks a little like nineteen fifties horror movie. And, and then on the cover we have this character. That's Pearl Pearl Jones. Why is she undercover? And you kind of find out towards the end, oh, okay. which is I love the cover. She shouldn't have been on the cover. So it's unf- I don't know. It's just weird, but good issue. America's Got Powers. Have you read this? Nope. Really? I know. Yeah, um, I I here's the thing. I, 
I haven't read all of number one. Uh oh. But that was like, it was 48 pages. It's so That's long. Right. I'm just falling off the new titles. Jeez. Um, so, Matt, um, he, he gave the first one, I think he gave it a five. He gave this one a four. Um, I think, because the whole idea is, you know, there's like a TV show, you know, it's kind of, you know, a competition and all that stuff. I think they moved, a, I think he said they moved a little away from it in this issue, which was fine, he said, but that was kind of like the hook that made it right. really good. So, so yeah, I got, I got to catch up with that. Um, what about FF18? Did you read that? I have fallen off of FF. I did not read really this because Sarah had, and I just got it from her right before we came <laughs> up here. Um, so yeah, they go on a field trip, the Future Foundation with Johnny Storm. Um, the <laughs> How nice thing that turn out. Nick Dragota does the art. Oh, okay, so, so that's cool. So I got to read that. That's kind of I think all I read today. Because then there's Powers, which I'm I'm so far behind. I, I got like trades I need to buy. Yeah, I think I, I have like the first four trades that I've read. And well, the fact that they've like restarted the numbering so many times isn't yeah. helping anyone. <laughs> so I'm so when this series started coming out, when they moved to, to Icon, I was like, okay, I'll start buying the series. So when I get caught up, I'll be able to read them. I I, I shouldn't. I, I shouldn't buy this anymore because I, where are all the other issues for price and storage, yeah. which we still need to get those comics out of storage and over here. So, um, yeah, it's, I have no idea what's what's coming. Well, I mean, it doesn't come out with any regularity because both Bendis yeah. and Oming are incredibly busy. Yeah, so that's – I mean, it's good and bad. Right. I mean, and, you know, it's their own book, so it's like, yeah, we're going to do it. We're not going to rush it. We're not sure. going to get fill-in people to do anything, but – so on the other hand, it's like, how can you follow it? Right. Um, New Mutants. This is part five of five. Exiled. I have not read any of that. No, Exiled. nor I. So I don't know anything about it. Um, got uh, more than that. Next Men yeah. Aftermath. This is Next Men number forty three. I I think I'm a little behind on that. Yeah, John Byrne. Um, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles read number that. ten. Matt, there we go. Matt loves this. He gave it's it a five. Great. It's really, really good. It's, am, it's introducing some weird concepts in this one. It's we get to, as the cover very clearly indicates, we get to meet the Shredder like Finally. more fully. I'm behind um, in that. Yeah, it's it's so good. I cannot believe how good that series like remains. Did you read um, Ultimates? 11? Yes, that, that series needs to get to the freaking point. Well, I think this was um, Jonathan Hickman's last issue. I think is it? I think because um, Sam Humphreys has been because there's no of, there's like no closure. It's it's a totally like. I think next issue would be a better. I don't know. Maybe I could be wrong. I thought I I saw that somewhere. Because yeah, this like there have been as great as this story has been with the the children of the future and that whole thing. There it could have been a lot shorter. Like there have been so many filler issues, and this is definitely one of them where it's just like get to the point. Yeah, and that's I, the sad thing is I really like what they're doing, and I really like what this series has presented so far. I just wish they would pick up the pace a little bit yeah i'm 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 behind yeah so. um wolverine 307 I've, I've kind of fallen off of that since aaron stopped writing it um yeah so this story where he was the, the whole dr rot thing he's accused of killing being a murderer and oh. all that stuff and okay. yeah so yeah it's dr rot um yeah it's like I, wolverine meets the texas chainsaw massacre yeah. is what i'm getting from it it feels like this is just just going on until we get to august because then that's when Jeff Loeb's doing the Sabretooth Reborn. Right. So it's just like, I think that's 310 when that... that Which is always real funny when they bring a character back and then don't explain how he came back until much later. Well, because um, I, I asked Jeff about that because I, I did an interview with them when they made the announcement at C2E2 and I think he said it was just a matter of the timing. <laughs> I, I think basically Jeff kind of said, you know, I, I wasn't ready. So, and, you know... Um, Fair enough. Jason Aaron, you know, they, they wanted to use him, so... 
we did it. So they just kind of said, well, you're just sure. going to let it slide. And I guess we'll find out. Because I always wondered that too. When, when he came back in Wolverine the X-Men, I was like, did I miss something? Yeah. Like, when did he come back? It's like, I thought he was <coughs> gone. Um, and then X-Men 29. I didn't read this. You? I No, I did not. <laughs> so um, It's weird. This isn't even an Avengers versus X-Men time. Despite having Spider-Man on the cover. Yeah, Spider-Man's in there. What's he? What's <laughs> um, I don't remember if I read the last issue or not. So I think that's all of it. I mean... I feel like I'm I'm forgetting a couple of things, but I, I can't remember them off the top of my head. Because it was a smaller week. It was. It I was think definitely a lean week. That was all of it. So as far as the news, so the big news... <laughs> James Robinson has revealed who DC's new gay character is. Alan Scott. Oh, I, I should have done spoilers in case people didn't want to know, but it's it's out there. It's I mean, kind of unavoidable. I mean, people have been. I mean, you did, you had a long pause before you actually revealed it. So if they were like scrambling to hit the pause button, I think they had sufficient time. Yeah, but then how do you know when to come back? So. That's true. Uh, come back in about five minutes. Nah. I, I I feel. I see. I don't know how much I said. I mean. Obviously, well, obviously we knew about this because, you know, we did the interview before, right. you know, it came up. So it's like we, we knew this was going to happen. Um, I just think DC really made, you know, their, their marketing or publicity machine. They made a big deal. out. They made a bigger deal out of it than it is. Oh, yeah. And just based on our conversations with James and just in, in general like that, I would I would be willing to bet that, you know, he didn't do this. Just as the, a stunt. Yeah, it's not a stunt. This is just something, you know, that he felt. And he's like, hey, I'm just, I'm going to do this. <laughs> it rarely is until the fans get a hold of it. Um, yeah. So, I mean, it's unfortunate that it's gotten blown out of proportion. Um, I'm, I, you know, it doesn't really matter to me. You know, yeah. it's like, like whatever. And I'm kind of ambivalent. I wasn't really a huge Alan Scott fan to begin with. So. Yeah. Um, one of the things that what I, I noticed in the comments where people are saying is, I think when he was asked, like, why? And he's like, well, you know, because Obsidian was gay mm-hmm. and, you know, Alan Scott's son. And because Alan Scott is younger now, so obviously there's no Obsidian, there's no Jade. So he said, well, I was going to make Alan Scott gay since, you know, there's no Obsidian. So I think a lot of people are upset because he's – it's not what he meant, but I think they're taking it as he's saying, well, if, if the son is gay, then the father should be gay too, which obviously <laughs> – That's a bit of a leap to make. Everyone knows that's not how it works. And, yeah. and we're not going to get into the whole, is oh, it genetic? Boy. Is it a learned behavior? You know, I don't – Yeah, because we've only got so much time. Yeah. So – but it's just like and, – and the other thing is like just just wait and see what happens. And, and it doesn't seem like – you know, that's not going to be the focus of the book. It's not going to be like – Nope. Here's just, you know, the adventures of, of – Alan Scott. Right. The gay adventures of Alan Scott. Yeah. So it's just, it's unfortunate that, you know, it was, it was kind of leaked out and everyone's speculating. And well, I mean, well, leaked meaning DC put up a big banner that says we've got a gay character now. Well, there is that. And then, you know, obviously someone talked because, you know, right. they, they weren't going to um, reveal it until midnight Pacific. You know, that's when we were allowed to, to go right. with it. When the embargo's up. Yeah. So, so there you go. Um, like I said, I don't think it should be a big deal. It's not. And I mean, like, uh, you know, I bet Alan Scott has more fans now who are complaining about how this ruined the character than he have ever bought a, co- a copy of JSA in the last 10 years. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I will say, I think I think DC is going to have a, a bigger, well, I don't know if it, I, it's a bigger story in my opinion. Something bigger is going to happen in <gasps> June. So that's all I'm going to say. Dun, dun, dun. Speaking of DC, so we 
posted a, our, our tour of the Burbank DC Entertainment Office. Mm-hmm. So a couple weeks ago, Sarah and I flew down to LA. We got to read all the Before Watchmen number ones Ooh. and some of the number twos. And you know they're in various stages. Some were just penciled, and you know some didn't have any text. <laughs> um, but before we actually read all, I mean they were just like a big giant binder. It was just like, it's like weird. And then they like left us alone in this room. <laughs> and, and, and you know they're like there you go i, I actually I, I took some pictures too and because i took yes. a lot, lots of pictures and you know i i mainly took pictures for reference you know just for myself um of, you know some of the different issues and just just keep track keep my thoughts together and and we so we also got a tour of the office and again it took a lot of pictures but you know they had to go through an approval process so it's like that's why you know not all my pictures were you know posted and because, you know, part of the thing is, you know, people ask, do they, do they allow tours all the time? It's like, no. I, mean, I would imagine not. Yeah. I mean, they're, they're trying to get work done. And the way that, you know, there's there's cubicles all over the place, but, you know, people have stuff out all over. And the, also the the DC Collectibles, which now, you know, they, they – um, DC Direct became DC Collectibles, whatever, you know. So a lot of the stuff is there also. So, right. I mean, there, there's products sitting, sitting out. Like I saw one really cool thing that um, I'm not sure exactly when it's going to be announced, but I was like – I saw that. I was like, that is cool. And, and, you know, so if, if there's anything like that, that appeared in the picture, obviously, you know, they want to be controlling of it. Sure. And they're like, we got some secret rooms here. And, you know, this is a room where, where product is, you know, taken out and, you know, pictures are taken of that. And so we got to go in there and, you know, I guess there was, there wasn't anything that was like super top secret. So, and of course not. <laughs> so, I mean, it, it was, it was, it's a very cool, cool place. And, you know, it, it was, it was well worth the trip. You know, we flew down there, went straight there, went straight to the airport. So it was, it was very fun. So you can check out those pictures, just get a taste. What I, what I wish I could have posted was a picture of the kitchen. Cause it was, it was a wonder woman theme. It was like red, white, and blue. There were some stars and the tables and chair. it seems <laughs> kind of wrong. It seems kind of wrong, but it was just, it was so cool. It made up for it kind of being wrong. Right. But they, there was like, like four framed pictures, you know, Mike Allred from the, the MAC Mac or whatever, the cosmetic, thing marketing they did this mike Allred did some art for this makeup line oh, okay and it was just wonder woman like medusa and so it was really cool i mean it's mike Allred art so right. it's great you know there's like little little wonder woman statue there and so there's just so much stuff everywhere i mean it's just and a lot of people like their personal collections like there's this one one um person i, I don't know who what what she does or where she but she she's like really into harley quinn it's tons and tons like pretty much any harley quinn collectible ever made was like sitting by her, on a shelf in her, by her cubicle. And it's just like, it's just cool seeing all, all the stuff that they had there. And they also, that's where they do the, the digital stuff. So they had got kind of like this little bullpen where, you know, that's where they, they transfer the stuff and where they set everything up. And so it's a really cool place. Um, other things that came out this week, the amazing Spider-Man, there's an Australian trailer. Oy. So it had some, some extra footage. And then, um, Late last night, there was a extended TV spot, which has a couple of the, of the footage um, from from the Australian trailer. So I absolutely love how that movie is coming along. Yeah, so it looks good. I think he quips more in that two and a half minute trailer than he did in all the previous three movies. Yeah, so you can check those out. Um, did you get Harley Quinn's Revenge? I have not gotten it yet. I've been so caught up with everything else that's come out in the last couple of weeks. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't get it. Either. But I. Well, I desperate too because more arkham city sounds great two hours oh sounds great. i still haven't finished the game really yeah the ending I, is I just, monumental <laughs> that's what i hear i i 
Um, the, which the I, it seems like based on the trailer, this undoes some of that. Which I'm a little bit like, oh, well, see, I, I, I don't really know. So they they did a digital comic, um, Batman: Arkham City Endgame. So this, I think two issues are out. I read, well, yeah, I think the third issue came out today. I haven't read. I read the first two. I reviewed the first one, and so it, it picks up after the game. So I know one thing that happens at the end of the game. I don't know if it's a big, <laughs> super crazy thing that. Everyone's like, "This is nuts," because I I still don't know what that spoilers. I've been I've right. managed to avoid wow. all Good that. Good on you. <laughs> but this might be it. I don't know. And there's this other thing that I I, I don't know. So what's the statute of limitations? <laughs> I almost I, feel like it's been out know. for like a year. Well, that's the thing because in the game of the year just came out, so there's probably people is like, "Oh, I'm gonna get it now." And, that's true because you know, it's cheaper um, and it's got all the the DLC and you know right. So that's Wait, how is, is this included in the DLC in that what. Is is Harley Quinn's Revenge yeah. included on Game of the Year? Wow. Yeah, yeah. Lucky so that, that's that's like selling point. So you get everything. Your patience you, you, you is rewarded. All the costumes. You get the Catwoman. You get Nightwing. All that stuff. And um, the Harley Quinn. There's supposed to be gameplay with Batman and Robin, like different you know right. scenes. So yeah. So if if you waited, congrats for yeah. you know because your you're patience is getting admirable. all that stuff. Um, but you can get the just a Harley Quinn's Revenge. I think it's like it ends up being around ten bucks. That sounds about right. For that. I forget how many Microsoft points or whatever right. all that comes out to. That's eight hundred or nine ninety nine in the Sony store. Yeah. Uh, there's some Iron Man three news speculation. Actually, nothing, nothing official. So Ben Kingsley's supposed to be in the movie. Okay. Everyone's saying it's like, oh, he's going to be in Mandarin, and I think Marvel's that like, would be weird. Marvel's like, nope, he's not going to be. But um, I think it was Latino Review said that someone. You know, some someone leaked to them and said that yes, he is going to be the Mandarin. Weird. So I don't know how that's going to go. That would be kind of double weird. <laughs> yeah, but apparently he's not. Again, this is all rumors, nothing confirmed. They're they're confirming it themselves, but right. we don't have anything official. Official. They're saying he's not going to be the main villain. That he's going to kind of be like behind the scenes, kind of overseeing things. Guy Pierce is supposedly the the primary villain. He's I think he's playing Aldrich Killian, who was involved with making Extremis. Mm-hmm. Um, the other interesting thing, I don't know if you saw the, the spy photos of the Iron Patriot armor. I didn't. So there, there is some. Um, huh. I, I saw it in, in the superficial. Crazy. That, that tabloidy site, I think. Yeah. Right there. I did see Warren Ellis actually tweet about some of the rumors. Yeah. So there, there's some <laughs> shots of and, – and someone else said that it was what, some other actor who was supposed to be like – what's his name? Coldblood or oh <laughs> some, some other – mercenary guy right. that it might have been the actor that was they thought was going to play him that he mm-hmm. was under because obviously norman osborne it's not going to be in the movie because he he's he's he with be. sony <laughs> so um and you know is it going to be don Cheadle, war machine as hopefully wearing I, the, I liked him well he's supposed to be in a movie him and gwyneth paltrow you know they're they're back but it's so. like who's going to be wearing the iron patriot costume or is it someone else somehow getting a hold of the, the tech and yeah. so it's just weird that they're going to have this other costume while if we're going to have the extremists and how are they going to do the extremists? How, you know, is that going to work? I mean, well, how do you feel about that? Do you think the extremists could work about in a movie? Extremists? Yeah, I think so. I think, it, I think it's very, I call cinematic. it extremists. Yeah, that's fine. I don't know. If, <laughs> I, I don't, yeah, I, I also don't know. It's probably more closer to how Alice pronounced it, but um, I, I think it's interesting because it'll help uh, ground the movie. Like, I think one of the big, big problems of the last movie is it tried to do two, obviously not the Avengers, but of Iron Man. Mm-hmm. Is that it, uh, it tried to do way too much. Like it was really big and really bombastic and really flashy, but I will give you a dollar if you can tell me what that movie was about. Mm. Um, so I think trying to get this more centralized, grounded, and like if you go back and read Extremist, that is a gritty, dark 
Iron yeah. Man book. Yeah. Like horrific things happen in that book. And the motion comics on Netflix streaming, mm-hmm. which is it's not your typical motion comic. I mean, right. there's actual more anime. They did they went over the top with that. So I mean, yeah, like that. I, I think it would be great to to get that series a little bit more grounded. Ryan Davis from Giant Bomb doesn't think it's a good idea. He thinks that, you know, having like armor inside you and, you know, all, right. all this, he, he thinks that might be too much. Hmm. He, he brought that up when it was first announced. I mean, it's, it's, it's a logical place to take the character. Yeah. It doesn't even have to have the, the armor inside. He could have like sort of the, the weird little golden underoos and then he just yeah. still keeps the armor in a briefcase or something. I just, I'm just worried that if like the Iron Patriot suit is going to be in there, it's like, are we going to see another Iron Man versus an armor? It's like, that happens every single movie. It's like, I really hope not. Can't we do you something You need else? to see Iron Man versus the dude because yeah. that's the whole crux of the extremis, 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 whatever it is, is that this guy could like take Iron Man without armor. Yeah. Like, <laughs> um, Injustice, Gods Among Us. You see that trailer? Yeah. So GameSpot, actually, um, they, they got a lot of, lot of information, which was cool because um, <laughs> one of the, the higher-ups, say he asked me, he's like, you know anything about? Is there any like events like you know Superman fighting Batman? I'm like, uh, no, I can't imagine why this would happen. They're like, okay, because and then you know, so I well, I, Mortal Kombat versus DC end up a, a very silly yeah. but still appropriate yeah. reason. So, um, so I can say and see, I, I can keep a secret. So I knew that this was coming. Yeah, I knew about <laughs> it before that you know the, the announcement trailer came out. So they posted that. Um, I think Great it was trailer. Wednesday night. I think it was. And yeah, so they had some images and then Warner Brothers. It was funny because so that came out and Warner Brothers Interactive sent out a press release with it. They made no mention that Jimmy Palmiotti and Justin Gray were, were writing it. So That's I'm unfortunate. Like, I was like, this is crazy because I, I found that out from GameSpot's write-up. <laughs> Wonderful. So I was like, okay. And then um, today, Warner Brothers, they, they sent me some more screenshots and they're like, now you can have the trailer too. So I'm like, okay. Great. <laughs> yeah, we, we embedded the GameSpot one. There was also a... Uh little interview with uh, Ed Boon because this is from uh, NetherRealm. Yeah. Which, that's kind of the part that I found most intriguing. Yeah. Is I really thought their next game was going to be, you know, MK10 or MKX, whatever they're going to call it. But this is this is out of left field and I kind of like it. Yeah. But that part in the trailer when Superman's fighting Flash <laughs> just knocks <laughs> well, him out, out into Flash orbit. Flash gets the business in that uh, trailer. I just, Batman, like, punches him through a window. Superman's punching him into orbit. Yeah. Like, Flash cannot catch a break in that trailer. I don't know how I feel about the costumes. It's like, I, like, I like it. I think it the, looks cool. The Flash, it's like he's wearing, like, a car. Like, he's got the Iron Man suit. Because you know, <laughs> they're really cool, the slow motion shots where you can see all the scratch. So it looks just like, you know, Iron Man and Avengers when he got all yeah, yeah, yeah. chopped up in Busted the fan. <laughs> but it, so that's just kind of... I, I, I kind of like the look because, I don't know, it, it helps to separate and to let... Like, let you know. It doesn't need to follow common continuity exactly. Yeah. It's a video well, game. Well, yeah, that's the thing. It's like, you're going to have heroes fighting heroes. Why? Who cares? Yeah. This, this is like what people, you want to do. It's weird how much people will, will go into this with this franchise, but not Marvel. Like, Marvel mm-hmm. versus Capcom, nobody questions it. Yeah. Nobody's like, it's, it's probably, why is Phoenix Wright punching out Galactus? Like, I, I think <laughs> it's because of the, the animation. You yeah. Know? I think this is... There's that, and they also don't make as much of a pretense of having a plot. Yeah. Whereas, you know, to their credit, I think this is admirable that like both MK versus DC and most likely this will have at least some story mode. And I like that. I don't, yeah. It's cheesy. Of course it gets cheesy. Of course it gets over the top and ridiculous. But people so do comics. Yeah. Like, <laughs> but uh, the way 
GameSpot titled it, they're like, Superman versus Batman, who wins type of thing. So, like, the majority <laughs> of the comments there, there's so many comments, uh, and it's just people just getting into that. They did it once, they can do it again. Yeah. So, <laughs> I'm looking forward to that. Yeah. Um, we Can Be Heroes. So, DC's fighting, you know, the hunger mm-hmm. thing. So, they have a new ambassador. Ooh. Chris Daughtry. Daughtry. He's uh, a Daughtry? No, Chris Daughtry. Daughtry. He's got the band called Daughtry. Okay, yeah. He was, yeah, that guy. So, okay. So he was a, the four, American Idol contestant oh, okay. who did not win. I think he came in number three that year. Yeah, the runner-ups tend to do better than the winners. Yeah, so um, I, I really like Chris Daughtry. Um, me, my wife, and my daughter were all fans of, of, of his music. I mean, and that's the thing is I don't normally watch American Idol. My, my wife does, so you know sometimes I'll catch it. But then when the season, I don't remember how many years ago it was, when he was on, I was like, I think that might have been when they first started allowing contestants to play instruments. Interesting. So I think that opened up a whole new um, like realm of contestants because everyone was just singers. And, right. and yeah, you know, you can be a really good singer. That's great. But, you know, but I, I think there's something to be able to sing and play your instrument. I think it kind of gives them an unfair advantage if someone can play the guitar, play the piano while they sing. But, you know, he came on. He was like this kind of rocker dude with the guitar, and he seems like a really nice guy. So – and and he's he's close friends with Jeff Johns. Oh, okay. You know, I remember. So the connection is a little bit more. Yeah, so it makes sense. You know, and, yeah. and he's he's a big comics fan too. Sure. I think it was two years ago. He was two or three years ago. He was actually on the floor, and he just had like a Batman mask on. You know, so that was his <laughs> his way to move around All right. without getting seen. And um, last year, I I was mere feet away from him and, and Jeff, but I, I didn't talk to him because ah. it was that one thing. It's like, you know, I, I really respect the guy, I like his music and everything, but I don't want to be able to, like, Hey, you know, I'm a fan of yours. You know, right. But it's, it's like, it's always hard to know how to approach like people like that. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, do you want to just like say big fan and then leave? Or do you want to try yeah. to have a conversation? Yeah. Or, Cause that's especially with your media. Like, yeah. And it's like, okay, you know, cause you want to respect them. It's like, you know, they, they get enough of that normally and you know, that this, where we were at it and it wasn't like a, a public venue where we were. So I didn't just want to, Say you know, you know he was in, enjoying you know he you know right. whatever so so maybe maybe this this year if I see him at <laughs> this is the year if you're listening Chris I want to shake <laughs> this your is hand. the year that Tony Guerrero gets a lock yeah. of your hair yeah well, he's <laughs> lock of his hair come on <laughs> lock whisker from his beard oh fair enough I yeah. yeah I reveal my ignorance I have no idea what this guy looks like <laughs> he's bald okay fair enough <laughs> or he shaves his head see so it would be even more <laughs> valuable grow, okay Chris if you're listening grow a little little patch of hair. <laughs> <laughs> That's just too weird. Um, John Carter. Do you ever see John Carter? <laughs> I, I barely go to see movies in theaters okay. anymore. Well, um, let alone ones that I'm not so sure about. It's coming out on, on DVD and Blu-ray Tuesday. Of course. The 5th, I think like that. That's quick turnaround. Um, so Sarah and I saw it. We saw it at IMAX. We, we enjoyed it. It was way better than we thought. You know? From what I heard, it was enjoyable, but not particularly excellent. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I like Taylor Kitsch. Did Fair not, enough. absolutely did not like him in Wolverine. Horrible. Friday yeah. Night Lights. I go on and on. Every t- chance I'll get, I'll go out and buy Friday Night Lights. Great show. Tim Riggins. He sure. was awesome there. But he had three different accents in Wolverine Origins. <laughs> that was just... Within one sentence. He was really wasn't in that movie that long. Nope. That much, which was fine. <laughs> yeah. Um, that was just such a bad movie. But uh, so John Carter's coming out. It was, it was a decent movie. It's um, We're doing a giveaway. So we have... I win. I'll, I'll say we have two sets right now. Um, little Little hint there. Um, so you can get the the Blu-ray DVD combo. So if you don't have a Blu-ray player, you can still watch it on DVD and uh, still enter. If, yeah, if you have a PlayStation, you can watch on there. Or maybe you'll buy. Blu-ray players are going down in price. So you can yeah. There's also um, we're giving away 
the soundtrack to the movie, Ooh. and this art book. I forget the official title, like the Art of John Carter. It's it's, it's like a fifty dollars suggested retail like price. Con- book. Like concept art, yeah, all that good stuff. Like that. Okay, yeah, so cool. it's it's a fifty dollars book. So you get the the Blu Ray, which is what twenty thirty bucks value. Yeah, usually closer to 30. soundtrack ten bucks. Yeah, sixteen bucks if you buy it. <laughs> other buy places. the actual CD. Um, and then and the book. So yeah, and all you have to do is I made the contest easy. Just, and again, it's only open to people in the United States. The lawyer thing, sorry, all that, and I don't know if it would play in other regions unless you got. Yeah, whatever. we don't hit you. International law yeah, does. It's yeah, the law, the lawyers. Well, no, not our lawyers. Our lawyers. I, I'm hoping they're really nice. <laughs> you gotta hope they're in, not in nice because they need to represent you and be. Well, yeah, you know, but but if I ever need them to represent, well, that's what I'm saying. Like, so you don't necessarily want yeah. them to be nice because yeah. then they'll they'll really like you know go for the jugular yeah. for you. Um, so all I got to do is like I said, just answer what would you do if you were on Mars? Because obviously the the premise you go there, the the physics or whatever you you're gonna have like superpowers, right. cool like oxygenated, less gravity yeah. Mars, not so real Mars. Would you be a hero? Would you fight in the war? Would you try to get back home? Would you? Try to find Deja Thoris and <laughs> ask her well, let's, why they, they dress the way they do. Or, perhaps discourage. Yeah. Yeah. So that's all I got to do. And uh, two people will be chosen at random. And um, I have some Comic Vine stickers, so I'll try to remember to stick those in there. And I, I don't know if I still have buttons. I think I might still have a few Button, limited button. buttons. Who's got the button? Yeah, because I usually give away buttons like at, at conventions when someone recognizes me. They're like, hey. It's, and, it's, your, it's yeah. better than a no prize. Yeah. Um, you know who Daniel Radcliffe is? Yeah, I think he was in a couple of wizard movies. Yeah, this, this guy, um, Harry Potter. He was in that horse play. Yeah. Um, he was in that scary movie I wanted to see. Yeah, Woman in Black, I think it was called. It's like a freaky, they, they had this, um, like online poster <laughs> where it's just like, uh, these two kids, like an old, like, um, antique picture, these two kids. And if you kind of like hovered your mouse over it, then this like creature would like, or his face would, hands would, claws would like come out of the picture. It was, ah. it was like... Kind of a weird thing. Um, so he wants to be in a superhero movie. Good for him. I'm sure he can make that happen. He says, there's not many superheroes left who haven't been done, but I don't think anyone's done The Flash yet. Not not this counting the TV show. <laughs> this is very true. I forget the actor's name. <laughs> he said, that's Mark Hamill was in it, though. <laughs> that's one. Yeah, the trickster. Um, I'm so so bummed about the, the, the Flash. So when, when that show was on, you know, I was watching it. I missed like an episode or something like that. So I'm like, I'm just going to wait till... They, you know, rerun the series and then I'll, you know, Oops. watch all that. And then it was gone. I still, have, I, I still haven't bought it on DVD, which is, is bad. I should do that. Yeah. Here's, isn't it weird how, and maybe there's probably a very mundane reason for this, but how we've got all these Marvel movies with like the, with Marvel's properties being so spread to the four winds, but DC basically has two. I don't know. <laughs> It's, it's just unusual. Like they, every time they try to get a Flash movie off the ground, it never happens. Wonder Woman, same thing. Green Lantern, we may never get a sequel to that. <laughs> but DC excels in animated movies. This is true. This is very true. Um, speaking of, which I'll get to that in just a second. So continue right. this. Um, so Harry Potter continues. Daniel Radcliffe. He's probably like, stop calling me Harry Potter. Right. Like, call, call me something <laughs> He's probably a little sick of that. Yeah, but he's probably not sick when he goes to the ATM say, yeah, machine. Probably not so much cashing those residual yeah. checks. Um, so, so about the Flash, he's like, that's one I'd probably have a go at, but I don't have any immediate plans. There are lots of offers, but I want to do something I'm really passionate about. Hmm. I don't know about him as, I mean... Daniel Radcliffe is Wally West. I mean, I don't think he'd be Barry Allen. And no, he's he's not. He's still pretty young, so yeah, and he's not blonde enough. Well, which you can, yeah, you can uh, fix that. But it always but does look a little for Wally West. I mean, Wally West should be a little kind of jokey. 
Yeah. Which, you know, maybe he can do... I, I don't know. It'd be kind of weird. He seems pretty, like, easygoing in his interviews, so maybe he could do jokey. Yeah. So, we'll see. I mean, I... I I would totally be fine with him playing a superhero. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'd say, yeah, he, if he wants, the thing is, if someone really wants to do it, if the, and if they know the characters, I say that's great. Yeah. What I don't like is when you, you got people who are like, I don't know who this character is, but yeah, I wanna, I'll, I'll do this movie. Right. It's like, no, don't just do it for a paycheck. Do it because you actually, like Ryan Reynolds, he's into comics. Right. He was not the, the, the best actually, choice for Hal yeah, Jordan. He really wanted no. to be the Flash, weirdly enough. Yeah. So, um, wanted to be the Flash and Deadpool. But it's that, One you know, at least he knows who Hal Jordan is. Right. So, you know, he should have been Kyle Rayner, which yes, everyone says. Clearly. <laughs> um, but yeah. So it's, I don't know. And that, that was just weird because it's like Green Lantern's already kind of obscure. So like going for the one that everyone knows, quote unquote. No, it's John Stewart. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. And like, that's the other thing. It's like, I think, I think that was a really bad move on their part. Like yeah. going for the one that they thought everybody knew, but it's like, no, probably John Stewart. Yeah. It's too bad. <laughs> um, Oh, so speaking of DC animated movies, I got uh, Superman and the Elite sent to my house yesterday on Blu-ray. You, you kids Comes with your media and your screeners. And June 12th. Writing. And, and there's a preview for Dark Knight Returns. <gasps> that's going to be the next one. Yeah, so we talked about that before. So that, um, that's going to be two movies. Right. So first part comes out in September and second one early 2000. I, actually, I don't know if it's September. I think it's September. They said to fall. So hopefully September and then part two. Got and, some voice acting news on yeah. that, but I'm sure you probably covered that. Yeah. Um, Peter Weller. Yes. Is Batman. Awesome. So awesome. Yeah. Um, John Byrne. Um, was talking about before Watchmen, because like on his message board, <laughs> someone's like, look, look, before Watchmen. And he's like, right. well, it might be good. You never know. He's like, you know, they got some top talent. And he said, they even offered me a cover, but, <gasps> I, but I, he turned it down. Any particular reason? I, like I just, um, I don't, I was talking to Sarah about this yesterday. He, John Byrne will not do Marvel or DC. He's, he's done with them. Fair enough. And I, I'm trying to think, you know, did he get burned? You know, what, what, what is it that John you know, yeah. burned? Uh, for some reason, he's just doesn't want to have anything to do with them. And, you know, he's, he's done a lot. Um, I can't, I've heard rumors about like him clashing with both creative I mean, and editorial it, it talents. Could be. I mean, I remember hearing something because, you know, he was responsible for rebooting Superman in right. the 80s. But I think originally he was going to have Lara survive also. Interesting. So, so like Lara and Kal-El would, would I've survive. I've heard this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that would just been crazy. It would have changed the entire dynamic. Yeah. So I don't know. But um, he said – but what's weird is, is seeing the Jim Lee variant covers. Yeah. Before, before what? Like Jim Lee, Silk Spectre. It's like right. – It just looks, looks weird. So, um, Thor 2 – was supposed to come out November 15th, 2013. Thor 2. Let's get thorny. It's been moved up to November 8th. So they're moving it up. Because um, obviously they want it for the Thanksgiving weekend. Sure. But now coming out November 8th. Well, actually, I, I think Hunger Games 2 is coming out Thanksgiving weekend. Because now in November. Wait, really? November in 2013. Oh, okay. I thought you meant this year. I'm no. like, wait, that's impossible. Um, so... <laughs> Now, with November 8th, it's going to be out two weeks before Hunger Games 2. So that'll okay. give it more time in the theaters. It's interesting that they're taking that long. I mean, well, sorry I, I, for the Chattanarian delivery. I think – now, I – so don't – I have not seen Hunger Games, so don't don't spoil anything. I just started the book. Oh, I mean um, I mean for Thor. Yeah, well, they got to – he's 
He was doing uh, Snow White and Huntsman or whatever. <laughs> Ooh. Which is it's funny because um, uh, oh, a lot of things are funny about Snow White and the Huntsman. <laughs> it doesn't look that bad. It doesn't look that bad. It, it just, looks more serious than the Mirror Mirror. It does. It's just really funny that they're not putting Kristen Stewart's name anywhere on it. Like they're putting her face know. but not her name. <laughs> but um, my daughter saw a commercial for that and – I, you know, I, I, I knew Kristen Stewart was in it. That was pretty much it. You know, I'm not paying any attention to that. My daughter's like, there's Thor. Yeah. Like, I saw Thor in there. I'm like, what? She's like, rewind it. You know, so you rewind a DVR. She's like, look. I was like, yeah. That's, so, that's so, him, right? So and I, was, I was just really proud that, that she recognized him yeah. off of that, like, you know, split second sure. scene. Um, so, yeah. So I just started Hunger Games, the, the first book. I've heard um, good things. Yeah, because I, I, I think they're filming that now because the whole thing was um, – which I thought I, I don't have it written down here is uh, X Men First Class Two has a release date of July eighteenth two thousand fourteen, Cripes. and they are going to start filming that in January of two thousand thirteen. The one of the reasons is so Jennifer Lawrence who played yeah. Mystique so right, she right. can finish Hunger Games too. And um, one it's interesting. We are getting a lot of space between these movies. Like well, that's going to be guess, two, two. Well, the, that's the thing is X Men First Class One was like super fast production. Yeah, it seemed well, like they it turned they, out pretty well. Crank that out. <laughs> um, but as as far as Hunger Games, which again I don't know many, many of the characters, but there's some dude in the second book, and there's three actors that were rumored, and Taylor Kitsch was one of them. But he's he's like, nope. He's like, I'm not. Was Michael Fassbender another one? Because that guy is all over no. the place now. So, um, yeah. Um, apparently, Warner Brothers wanted Riddler for The Dark Knight Rises, or in The Dark Knight Rises. Okay. And who did they want to play the Riddler? Taylor Kitsch. No. Nope. <laughs> Michael no. Fassbender. No, someone from, <laughs> from the Nolan-verse. Oh, okay. Someone that Nolan's worked with since he always, he always works with the same. Who? Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Nope. J.G.O. Um, David Bowie. Nope. I'm running out of names here. Someone who's been in, in the, uh, some Christopher Nolan movies. Uh, Guy Pierce. Nope. He's, nope. Uh, he was in Memento. That's a Christopher yeah. Nolan movie. Uh, People are, come on, Corey. Joe Pantaleone. No. <laughs> I'm just going. I've, I've kind of, unless he was in a previous Batman movie, I've kind of exhausted nope. my He was in an Inception. Oh, um. Oh, crap. The guy who's playing Bane. Um, no, not Tom Hardy. Okay. I do. Who else was in Inception? Leonardo DiCaprio. Yes. There we go. Said he wanted him to play the Riddler. That could have been interesting. I think David Goyer, I think, was, I think it's in the Empire magazine. Yeah, I could have oh. seen that. You know, I think David Tennant. David Tennant. That is, would be really cool. Someone, okay, you've completely blown away all other options. Do a search. Congratulations. Um, <laughs> so, someone um, long ago, someone made like a, a mock-up, mm-hmm. you know, t- fan-made yeah, poster, yeah. and they had David Tennant as the Riddler. I could see him as sort of like the Brian Azzarello Joker-style Riddler, of like mo- a bit more like gangsterish because going back to harry potter um harry potter and the goblet of fire harry potter 4 oh sure um he was he was in there um or like even arkham city style riddler of yeah more of like an aloof presence yeah i would i would i would love to see david Tennant as riddler god i still need to go back to arkham city and get those trophies so i can punch him in the jaw Mm. (laughs) um and our last bit of news damon lindelof wants to do an iron fist movie awesome he, he loves a character. He likes it. He's kind of a more obscure character. So yeah, he, I'm not think, being sarcastic about yeah. that. I think that would be a great idea. So I think he, <laughs> you know, he wants to be able to take a character that people don't really know. So you, you have a little more freedom. You know, if you're new, someone totally. like, like Superman, people are going to expect certain things. And he was also, he was a big fan of Matt Fraction's run. Yeah, so, so it was great. Yeah. So, so nice. Immortal Iron Fist. Good taste, Damon Lindelof. 
All right, time for questions. User questions, music. I got a lot, and hopefully, <laughs> um, I, I actually I'm gonna go with the the email ones first because I always forget the email Here questions. We go. So, um, let me get to. I have to start filtering these. <laughs> um, okay, first question is from Beautiful Bean. What up? Wow, this is a lot here. Um, <laughs> Aren't they always? Okay. Do you guys read manga? If so, which books? I had a huge falling out with manga when so much of it, it, became, it began to become very homogenized. It was all about, like, sort of milquetoast boys in high school who are surrounded by beautiful women who all want to get with him. He wants to get with none of them for some reason. Also, he has magical powers and is the savior of the world. Hmm. That That kind of became way too prevalent so i kind of in reaction to that almost like stepped up to like the super mature quote-unquote if you want to call it that uh so battle royale gantz and berserk are pretty much the three series that i've read uh recently and i have loved all three especially battle royale so beautiful being likes one piece ice shield 21 and naruto fair enough um i read a little naruto because i like when um anime vice started i was involved with making some of the wiki pages and then me and Gia were, were doing that. Um, so I, I read, I obviously death note, right? You know, I actually, you know, I still have not read all of death note because does, does it have an end? I thought yeah, there's, there's yeah. no, there's 13 books. Um, I'm pretty sure 13. <laughs> and then I got to the point where I, cause I really enjoyed it. And it was like one of those things like, I know it's going to end. I don't want it to end. Oh, it's so it's one of those things where it's like, I don't want it. I don't want it to end. Yeah. So I'm not going to read it. And so now they're sitting there, which is ridiculous. That, um, <laughs> So yeah, I've gone back to some of the classic Dragon Ball stuff, and that's yeah, actually yeah, really I like those because um, Viz put out the like the the three three and one, one omnibuses. Yeah. yeah, so I like that you got like like three volumes in one book, and and that's cool. It's much better paced. <laughs> yeah, I also liked um for Dragon Ball Z when they released Dragon Ball Z Kai. Yeah, so I, cause I got the first Blu-ray. I actually borrowed that from you. <laughs> oh, yeah, did you ever give it back? Yeah, I did. I don't know if I have some. No, I, I don't totally know where, did. I don't know where it's at. Um, I remember I actually watched it really quickly, and I was really impressed with how they tightened up the pace. Yeah, so I actually it, it goes pretty much along with with the yeah because the, the, the big complaint that everyone always has when you ever say you're a fan of Dragon Ball Z and they always present this to you as though it never occurred to you is how long it can take between episodes to power up and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Yep. Which is not in the manga. Kamehameha. Yeah, the manga. Kamehameha. They, they did that because the anime would actually get ahead of the manga, so they had to have these weird filler episodes. So that they would keep in sync because they wouldn't know what happens next. So when you cut all that stuff out, it actually reads and watches much better. Continuing. Yes. Um, what do you think of the change for writers for Venom? Will it change the book a lot? I like Venom a great deal. So I think. I'm nervous. <laughs> who's doing it? It's not Colin Bun. Yeah, that's the sad thing. I can't remember who's um, doing it. I apologize but the thing is, yeah, I'm already made the announcement, but Rick Remender is still writing Venom in Secret Avengers. Right. So they're still going to be working together. So. That's good, but I mean, Remender has just so put his stamp on this series. Yeah. Like it is, I, I have a hard time imagining anyone else writing it and doing as good of a job as he yeah. has. Oh, I just remember another book I forgot to, to mention: Grim Leaper. I read that. I didn't even hear um, that. It's from Image, and um, basically the story—it's kind of like a quantum leap. This guy dies; he ends up in someone someone else's body. So it's like, what happens to the person? He doesn't know. And then the thing is, it, it ends up where he he dies again. Isn't that kind of the promise of the original Dead Man? I don't know. Well, because he keeps reboot? he keeps dying. Oh, okay. And then he goes in another body, 
And so it's like he doesn't know what's what's going on. And so that that's the whole thing is like, why is death have it out for him? Why does he keep coming back? It's like an interesting premise, yeah. So it's, it's, it's yeah, it's, it's very interesting. Um, the weird thing about the first issue is there was a backup story, which there was no real flow. So I was, I was like, okay, is he just in a new body now? Right. And then you get to the end of the, 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 the backup story, and it was written by Joey Esposito. So I was like, what? So this <laughs> is like, and it has nothing to do with with Green Leaper. Weird. There's just other random stories. So I was like, this is, this is kind of weird. Maybe they'll tie together. Maybe, maybe uh, it has more to do with than you know. think. Um, okay, so continuing from Beautiful Bean. What do you think of the Spider-Men event happening in June? I think that it's going to be another swerve. What do you mean? Like how Marvel Zombies was originally teased as like the 616 and Ultimate Universe is crossing over and then it wasn't at all. Well, you know what? <laughs> what? I read issue one this morning. <gasps> yeah, Marvel sent me a copy. And then they're like, you can run. To, so it's, it's reviewed on a site. I gave it a four. Four okay. out of five. And they're like, you can post this review right away. And then I'm like, I was like okay. <laughs> really? I was, I was like, does it come out next week? And then I, I, was looking, I was like, no, it's like June 14th. I was like, holy crap. Well, do you want to say anything about it then? <laughs> so it's like, it's two weeks. I mean, so it, can it's. Can you talk it, about it or well, is it just you can post a review and that's it? it they, you know, they, they say, you know, don't non-spoiler. Right, so, I mean, and uh, I don't, someone put a comment that they said spoilers or something, which I don't think it's, I mean, you know, from the, the covers and from what's come out, it, it's, it's supposed to be Spider-Man and Miles. Right. I mean that that's I think they've made that clear. I mean you yeah. you can see the cover, the Jim Chung cover it has them both on on, on there. Um so it it's it's good. They they there's an explanation how does this happen? You know, cuz I believe you, Joe Quesada said uh, a few years ago once the if they ever crossed over 616 and Ultimates it would mean they officially ran out of ideas. I don't know. So so, so there's <laughs> the a reason they come back to bite him in the butt. There's a reason why um I won't say where they end up if like Peter ends up in the ultimate or if Miles ends up in the 616 or if they end up in some other universe. I won't say anything there. Um, what else was I going to say? Um, what, what I think is going to be interesting, and because I, I wrote an article a while back where I was like, why don't like villains, if they have access to alternate realities, you know, like, like the whole exiles things. When they jumped around, they learned everyone's secret identities and stuff right. like that. So if, if they meet you know, because in, in the Ultimate Universe, everyone knows Peter Parker Spider-Man. Yeah. So it's like that could kind of be a problem. So, so and, and Sarah Pacelli art, so, so that was really good. And, you know, she draws Spider-Man as Spider-Man. You can tell that that's Spider-Man. Yeah. And, and I'll, all I'll say is we, we'll, we'll see, we see two different versions of New York City, and there is a clear, distinct difference. So, oh, so it's, it's good. <laughs> um, continuing. <laughs> There's a lot of questions here. What are some of your favorite Spider-Man graphic novels? I like Maximum Carnage, Birth of Venom, as well as The Clone Saga, which I love, though I have not finished all of it. You you hold a number of very unpopular opinions, so I salute you, sir. Um, yeah. I like Spider-Man Blue. Craven's Last Hunt. Craven's Last Hunt is Grim great. Hunt. Um, Grim Hunt was good, yeah. I, I really thought that I was really went into that ready to hate it, but mm-hmm. it's actually really good. Uh, I like, I know this is somewhat unpopular, I like the first Straczynski arc where it's uh, the Morlune story. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't. Yeah, I know. <laughs> uh, what else for Spidey? Speederman. Uh, uh, That's fine. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> We've named a bunch of good ones. Yeah. Who is your favorite hero out of the three? Iron Fist, Black Panther, or Daredevil? I would say at this point, Daredevil, thanks to that Mark Wade, <laughs> what he's been doing with him. I'm, I'm going to say Iron Fist. Fair enough. I just like Iron Fist. I really liked uh, Christopher Priest's Black Panther. I think that was one of the best... Yeah. like comics in general to read but uh they've kind of gotten away from that so oh this one i don't think i know what issue is it that black panther returns to the pages of fantastic four 
So I've got no idea. Um, go to Comic Vine, go to Black Panther, go to Comics by Covers or whatever, and look up where he appeared in Fantasy Four. Um, okay, no, that was a lot, but I love the podcast. Want to get some questions off. Thank you Thanks. for what you do and keep the good work going. Beautiful Bean. Okay, next is from Kagato. K-A-G-A-T-O. All right. Kagato. 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 In the forums. Um, hi, Tony, Sarah, Corey, and hopefully James. No, James will be on next week, which I didn't mention. Woo! So James will have all your Jimmy Jim Jam. Jim Jam. Um, uh, yes, I should. I, okay, sorry, Kagato. I mean, this is all for James, so yep. let's do this one next week. Yeah. It's about Alan Scott, which I didn't <laughs> answer that. Okay, this is from Optimus Klein. <laughs> I like that name. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I was wondering what you guys think about the viability of the Ultimate Universe. Even though it's currently telling great stories, I feel that it has lost its original mandate as being a continuity-free, new reader-friendly line. But I think the current state makes this very difficult now that crap is really hitting the fan in Ultimates. Yeah. Miles Morales is meeting Peter Parker, and most of the X-Men are dead. So yeah, I mean... It's all, I, yeah. I mean, I, I kind of like the new direction that it's gone in because when it originally debuted, it was like, okay, so it's like the 616 universe except grittier. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and some things, it's like, it, was, it felt like it was the same thing. I was like, yeah. why? why? You know, we, Precisely. So it's That's weird. why as much as people hate Ultimatum, I think everything that's happened post-Ultimatum has been really, really good. Yeah. I mean, it definitely made a difference. It, yeah. It's not the same universe just yeah, starting like it's, over. It's changed. And I actually... I think ultimatum was fine but <laughs> yeah. yeah um right now it feels more like a group of alternate reality books example age of apocalypse as opposed to a reimagined universe so what now should the ultimate universe continue or should it be forgotten into the annals of the marvel encyclopedia i think so, they should keep up with making things different because otherwise what's the point yeah my thanks to one of the best comic book podcasts one of the best how come on dare you yeah thanks um <laughs> yeah so i enjoy it Okay, here's another one from Kilsith from Scotland. Um, hi, Tony, Sarah, Corey, and James. James Uh-oh. is not here. Everyone assumes James is going to be here every week. You <laughs> wish, but no. he's got to do some work or something. Like that. Write some comic books. Job. Um, oh, speaking of James, did you read uh, DC Universe Presents? With the Vandal Savage? Yeah. I didn't. I kept Ooh, meaning to. I love that. I heard such great things, that's, and I kept going, yeah. like, read that book now, and then I would get sidetracked. Yeah. Okay, so last week you had an email from a Turkish comic reader who loved digital comics as he'd get them at the same time comic readers in other countries. I thought I should email in to tell you about another benefit of going digital. So a lot of people are still against digital, which yeah. I, I, um, I, I recently um, I got all Watchmen. They released that in HD, Retina, whatever, blah, blah, blah. Right. I'm like, so it has the same colors. I, I think that Uh-oh. book could be recolored. It was for some. Absolute Watchmen. I don't remember. It's just, it's two eighties. It, it definitely was for absolute Watchmen. I remember because in like, in a few of the panels, like Lori is visibly orange. Hmm. <laughs> so, um, I'm partially sighted and hadn't read many comics since I started losing my vision in my mid teens about 15 years ago. Oh, that sucks. Jeez. Um, reading anything in print is kind of hard unless it's in large type, but now since digital comics can be easily enlarged on a screen or hey. tablet, I can enjoy them again. That's awesome. That is awesome. My girlfriend got me a, a subscription to the Marvel Digital Comics Unlimited service, and I'm catching up on the years of X-Men and other comics I missed, which is awesome. That is that that's okay. that is great. I mean, Unforeseen benefits. Yeah, I never really thought about that. that yeah. You know, so that, that's awesome. Keep yeah. up the great podcasts. So. Cool. 
Yeah. Um, and here's one from Savage Dragon. <laughs> hey guys, big fan of the podcast here. First, let me say Tony, Sarah, and James, you guys rock. Norm and Corey, you guys are chill too. Well, thank you. Norm, who's Norm? Hopefully I can bump up to rock status now that I'm back. Norm. I'll come back on a podcast. Like, yeah, right, Norm. Norm. I have an easier time getting Norm McDonald. Uh, all of <laughs> you contribute to make show. Comic Vine one of my favorite sites on internet. Thanks. Um, how do you all feel about motion comics? Do you think they can be a positive force for the business if done right? I have seen some that are not very good in the past, but I do think Astonishing X-Men Gifted was a cool representation of motion comics and i re- recently watched the t'challa motion comic on youtube that premiered on bet a while ago that's also on netflix um and i thought that was also excellent um i want to ask if james if you'd ever consider being involved with starman motion comics but he's not here um thanks james if you're listening or and james, i think you're a very talented writer keep up the awesome work um, I think they're a fine distraction, but I don't think they're ever going to be like a thing. Yeah, I mean they're they're all right. Like um, he said, he likes the X Men Gifted. I thought that was okay. I I wasn't a huge fan of of that. I actually really liked when Marvel was using motion comics to promote their comics. Like I remember every month they'd come out with this kind of cool Civil War short that had like that basically recapped the last issue. And it didn't have, like, voice acting or anything. It just had very rudimentary animation with very dramatic music. But I just remember, like, watching the one where Nitro blows up Stanford, like, a number of times because I just thought it was so well done. (laughs) Mm. So, I I don't know. Yeah, like, I I think it'll be, like, a neat side thing, but I I somehow doubt they'll ever be, like, a huge deal. Yeah, because, like, Extremis, like I said, they they did a lot of production to that. So, I mean, that's not just, like, taking a, a, you know, image and moving it. Right. they, They put work into that. Um, Kenny Clark says, do you recommend the mighty Thor or invincible Iron Man? For my own personal taste, I'd say invincible Iron Man. Yeah. Mighty Thor. I, I kind of like when they brought in that other dude. Right. And then now he's Thor's back, which I didn't even realize he was back. And then I kind of think they brought Thor back too soon. Yeah. Like I would have liked to have seen more of Tenaris, especially with how they went out of their way to make it like Tenaris has always been the God of thunder because he's a God and gods are eternal. Yeah. I, I thought that was really cool. And I thought they kind of, did that reveal way too soon. Um, but yeah, so Matt Fraction and Salvador Lorca are finishing their Invincible Iron Man run. Oh, I, I forget. Say it ain't so. Oh, you know who I think? I don't know if this is confirmed, if this was rumor. I think there's going to be Kieran Gillen writing it. Okay. I said, yeah, that, that's fine. That's yeah, good. That's... With. Oh, no. Who works with Kieran Gillen a lot? Greg Land? Uh huh. Oh, boy. Greg Land. And Invincible Iron Man, oh, maybe boy. a lot of open-mouthed, closed-eyed oh. women coming our way. So I don't know about that. <laughs> um, what title have you been buying the longest each month, and do you still buy it? See, for it's me, actually, a really interesting question. Because, like, I mean, when I started, I, you know, I I started reading like Batman, um, Amazing Spider-Man, right? Um, Uncanny X-Men, Fantastic Four. Well, I had a big gap where I wasn't really reading individual issues uh, yeah. between working at a comic book store and working for Whiskey Media and then opening my own comic book store. But Duke's Comic Book Store 320 West Portal Avenue. Um, so I actually don't really have one that I've been doing consistently. Yes, I'd say. I mean, all, all the big Marvel and DC ones. Yeah, I mean, Invincible, I've been on the trades for a while, and now I'm on the single issues. Um 
Amazing Spider-Man yeah. 252 was my first issue. There you go. That was how long even, I've been reading. I can't even remotely point to what my first issue was. It was an issue of Darkhawk, which has probably actually come out in that collection that just came out. Fantastic Four. Darkhawk Classics. Fantastic Four 273. Uncanny X-Men 188. Those are the first ones. Never had a mind for numbers. <laughs> I, used to have a, I used to have a really... It's, it's gone away. <laughs> Since if, if you look back, that's how long I've been reading, so I'm losing my memory. Right. Um, and you still buy it, yeah. Okay. I've been keeping up with like Ultimate Spider-Man, I would say. Yeah, Ultimate Spider-Man. Uh, so young compared to what I'm... <laughs> I know, right? I started in college, too. Yeah. I, I, like That was when I seriously started reading. <laughs> um, Eight Quid says, How would you rank all the comic mind offices you've worked at? So me having only really worked at the one, I mean, I come here every, well, yeah, so, every, every so often, but, um, I guess I could say I first started at, at, um, Ethan and Dave's Berkeley office, which was crazy. <laughs> um, that doesn't really count. I mean, that was the enemy kite office. Um, and then the Sausalito office was, was nice. It was, it was really good. Um, I started working. Sausalito is a nice area. Yeah. So I, I I had this little office, and then Sarah came, so then we were sharing the office, and Gia came, so then there was three of us in there. And then um, we moved, we still had that office, and then we moved a block to the block behind, there's like a, actually like a courtyard in between the blocks. So we were in that office with Anime Vice, and that's when like Joey came, actually it was a little bit before Joey came, and then Anna, and then, and then we moved from there to San Francisco, to the... The one with the bar. So that that was... <laughs> Got into all sorts of trouble with that. <laughs> so, I mean, that was probably the fanciest office we had because, you know, we had all that area and everything. Right. So, you know, I'd have to say that's that's probably, you know, the the, the biggest office like that. Um, as far as this office, obviously we got this great podcast room, which right. everyone is happy that our podcasts are actually... I don't know what the problem with the podcasts were before because we all <laughs> use the same podcast equipment. But everyone always complained. And again, I think it was an iTunes thing because someone said – because I would always listen – you know, you know, I mean I would monitor it while we record. I'd watch the levels and everything like that. And then when I upload it to the site, I would play it back on the site and it was all fine. But I think it was when people got it from iTunes, there was Mm. some problem. But now it it seems like everything's good. So I don't know what, what the problem was. So and, and you know this this one's fun. It's 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 different because there's so many people here. I have no idea. It's like who are you? you? Right. I don't know. I don't know half the people. Or I don't even not even half. Yeah. So when I mean, you're all all kind of different. Um. Tim Milk, any news on Justice League International? I've heard it's ending or maybe rebooting, but haven't seen anything official. There hasn't been anything official. Um, yeah. We only know up through August um, issue twelves. There is a rumor. That they're going to do issue zeros, but there's been no official. I mean, I've seen you know there's there's no official confirmation that they're actually going to do issue zeros or not. Right. So after that, um, I think the problem with with Justice League, I mean, it was yeah, Justice League International is um that when the annual comes out, it's like is this the final you know, adventure or whatever? So <laughs> already, <laughs> yeah. So I I don't know. I mean, I don't. I haven't. There's been no word of of books getting canceled and a third wave coming because. Yeah. Dan DiDio, I asked him specifically at WonderCon. I think it was WonderCon. Yeah. I was like, you know, are, are you always going to have 52 books? Or are you going to go more? And he's like, no, we're going to have 52. So not counting miniseries and, you know, Batman Beyond, you know, stuff like that. It's like they're always going to have 52 core books. So right. I don't know. And I asked him, I was like, are you prepared for the third wave? And he's like, well, we're always thinking, planning ahead. So, you know, they have stuff lined up that if they have Batman to. Batman Beyond came out this week. 
Oh, yeah. I have that, too. (laughs) I remember looking at that. I knew there was something else. (laughs) How the heck is it not here? That's weird, yeah. There's got to be... Maybe there's other stuff that... Because I didn't read it, but... See, I knew. I knew there was more that I had read. Yeah, I, I literally saw the cover in... I don't think Sarah took it because she's on her computer. Weird. So, because I think I think there was another Fantastic Four book too. There's FF Nooks. Fantastic Four came out because there wasn't there one last with, like, week. Them crawling through like arteries or something. That was last week. Okay. Yeah. Um. So I don't know. Yeah. So I don't know anything about Justice League International. I don't know. I yeah. have no idea. Batman Beyond was really good, by the way. <laughs> no, I, I, I gotta read that. <laughs> Not to do a full review, but really good. Uh, it's interesting because it seems to take place in a world where Fla- Flashpoint didn't happen because we get a flashback to Superman first coming to Earth and he was wearing his traditional costume. <laughs> so yeah, but Batman Beyond, great. Very reminiscent of the show. John Robena, what was on Victor's mother's hand at the end of the Batman annual number one? Was that supposed to represent his eyes or something? So it's on her hand. Spoiler, yeah. I think. Um, <laughs> so, so basically... Can we do it without spoiling? Well, she she um, the answer is she carved the eyes into her hand, right? Because you know she was a little confused after the accident. And, yes, <laughs> and she thought her hand was an apple. Yes, so was. that I got that from Scott it was grim. <laughs> so yeah, so so she did it herself, right? Is it's that's not really clear in her, but I asked Scott. I was like, someone asked this question, so yeah, he directly said that she thought her hand was an apple. <laughs> just which is more comical than it comes off in the book so read the issue in the book it's grim and a little bit disturbing but yeah so john robania it's your fault we spoil if, that's not it's not a huge go. spoiler but no it really yeah. isn't um at casey morse says i love the podcast and have listened to it from the beginning and was wow. wondering why hasn't red lamp been on he stopped doing it a long time ago um yeah so um right now red lamp is is he's not with us you know, when, when, when the, the company split so he's he's not here but um speaking of that it's like you should try to get him in sometime yeah um ethan back on yeah <laughs> so he was at replied in this tweet twitter question so i don't know if he's going to ignore it or if he's ever going to respond back he doesn't respond to anything on so, twitter all he he tweets about his car stuff now look at this car look at he's his finally unleashed yeah <laughs> um we da ha. Um, his real name's William something, so it's like All parts right. of his name. Iceman expectations. Are you happy he has received recent spotlight? Do you think he will stay in the spotlight? Iceman. Yeah, so he's in Wolverine X Men. You know, sure. he's got the multiple Iceman. He's tougher and. I mean, even sort of an uncanny X Force. We got evil Iceman. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I think it's good because he he was gone for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, I think what didn't he when he left the when he left X Men he was like in Defenders. Was he, or no, the champions. I think it was. How far back are we going? Like way, way back, like, say, like, yeah, like, like the eighties, like way, like before X Factor and right. all that. So he was just he kind of disappeared out of X Men and and um, which even is weird, he's a founding member. Yeah, so it, it's it's good. Yeah, him and Warren and yeah. some other people were. Weird, he's I think also, Valkyrie yeah. was in. Well, someone else was in, in. I think they were the champions. Wasn't Hercules was champions. in the champions? Maybe wasn't like Hercules. Maybe she was in Go- Defenders. I think it was Hercules Ghost Rider. Uh, Angel and Iceman were the champions. Like that. I think I read somewhere that basically, like, one of the editors was like, "We need to use these four characters who don't have their own series in a comic book, otherwise, like, oh. legal gets weird." Yeah, so, so they it, just it, threw them together in a series. It's good that he's getting more. I I don't want him and Kitty Pride dating. Sarah and I, I think we talked about this last yeah. week. It's too soon. Did, did Colossus and she break up? They officially? broke up. It was, it was during Schism. 
Okay. When, when they saw that, because he, you know, she was going back to school, and he, and he basically said, "I can't go to school because I'm too dangerous. I can't be around kids because oh, I can't control juggernaut the juggernaut." Thing. And so it's like they're supposed to, you know, they're like fated to be together. You know, they're supposed to be together, and then she's gonna, you know, Iceman kisses her or whatever, and, right. and I think she's supposed to go on a date with someone. I don't know if it's. And I think he's too old. That for cover is hilarious. In previews, the one where it's like mosaiced out. Yeah. That is a really funny cover for reasons that I can't exactly go into because it's a little bit filthy. But yeah. it's a really – I find that cover to be utterly comical. Okay. Um, but yeah, – So it's a great price. I mean I think it would be a good – I think it would be a good dynamic. I think I think it would be interesting because we can't just have her pining away for – for Piotr yeah. for all this time. But uh, it's also kind of weird that Bobby is a founding member of the X-Men, but also still comes across as like in his early 20s. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Um, Pixel Kaiser asks, Bul- Bulbasaur, Charmander, Charm- Charmander, or Squirtle? You know what this is about? Yeah, I, I know, of course. I, I, I played I had, it in junior high. I had to Google it. Oh. I, I, I had an idea. I was like, um... The correct answer is Bulbasaur. Really? And I will hear nothing else. I was going to say Char- Charmander. Ah, that, was my per- that was my personal choice. That's the only Charmander's, Charmander's actually the hardest with, to start with. because with the fire in his tail. The, the reason, though, is because the first gym that you go to is an Earth one, and he's weak against that. So it's actually a really hard game if you start with Charmander. I don't know Charmander. anything about him. Yeah. I played oh. it in junior high. That makes me feel a little old. Okay. So we'll see what other people say. Bulbasaur. You say Bul- Bul- I do. I say Bulbasaur. Bulbasaur. I say Charmander because he looked cooler. Fair enough. Even though he's on fire. <laughs> Charizard is one of the most strong, or one of the most powerful in the game. So there you go. So we'll, Sarah can have Squirtle. Yes. Oh. <laughs> um, Jason Arden says, if you could only afford five comics a month, which Ooh, comics boy. would you get? Jeez. Five a like month. This. Batman definitely. Slave driver. Yeah. Um, I'd have to say Spider Man. Then Spider Man. Yeah. 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 Let's you know Batman Spider Man. Spider-Man. Um, I have to go with Invincible. There's no way I'm waiting for that trade. Jesse, I'm so far behind with that. Um. Uh, I kind of want to say Fantastic Four, but I'm I'm afraid what's going to happen next. Yeah. Um, I want to. Oh man, because now I'm just going through all. You got to have an X Men book, so I would say Wolverine, Wolverine X Men, -Men or X Force. Oh man, see, so that's a problem because that's already like six books. That is. I'd want to say like the Flash because I love Francis and Brian. Um, God, this is tough. I want to say New Avengers. I got to get a Bendis book in there somewhere. Maybe Ultimate Spider-Man. Um, Youngblood? <laughs> no, not Youngblood. <laughs> Actually, I didn't read I, I don't know how to... It, Maybe it, with the Ryan Otley cover. I don't know how to... That, I didn't read that issue. Oh. Um, yeah, that's a, that's a really good question, actually. Boy, that makes you make some deep cuts. Yeah. Um, Jason Arden also asks, we are nine months into the new 52. Do you think it has been a success or a failure so far? <laughs> it's certainly been a success from a business standpoint. Yeah. I mean, they, DC has gone to the top. So, yeah, Marvel, I think, is back on, on the top with Avengers versus X-Men. But. They are, but also I think Mar- the, the trades tell a different story as well because DC is releasing the trades very, very slowly. Yeah. Um, but new people supposedly have decided, hey, I'm going to give this a shot. And sure. People are talking about it. And um, there's things like, like Mr. Freeze. You can... Re, you can tweak Mr. Freeze, and it's okay. It makes sense. Yeah. And um, who else has been majorly changed for the better? Superman, uh, to some extent. We've got yeah, the whole action comics, I guess. and jeans. <laughs> um, Wonder Woman yeah. has, has been changed. I mean, that, that could have Wonder happened. Wonder Woman's been like almost isolated. Yeah. that that Wonder Woman's change could have happened regardless. They could yeah. have said, oh, here's her real origin, which, you know. Um, 
Uh, yeah, I, I think from a story perspective, it's it's going great. Like, obviously, not every title is hitting it out of the park, but I think there are more good than bad. Yeah. Um, Immortal Fireboy, regarding Wonder Woman, where should I start? Greg Rucka, George Perez, or Gail Simone? That is a question for someone else. I I, I like the, the George Perez stuff. Okay. And then followed by John Byrne. But that's going back like quite a ways. A ways. So I don't know if I mean the, if if you got the the funds and the the time and the means I'd say yeah definitely go back there. Um Greg Rucka's stuff was good. I mean and Gail Simone it was good and then it was kind of like eh. Yeah. I hate to it say it started out with a bang and then kind of meandered. I love that word. Um Azarello I think is doing an amazing job. I'm, I'm, uh, I mean I'm, it's, it's not much of a place to start cuz it's only like eight nine issues but yeah. I, I love what he's been doing so far with the more like it's it's got a more mythical feel unless it's less superhero, more fantastical. Yeah. So I'm, I'm, I'm all right with, with his feel. I like Cliff Chang's art. Mm-hmm. Um, sweetest toaster. Any theories on the whereabouts of the Joker in a new 52? Well, he's running around without a face, so that's gotta be rough. <laughs> um, or is he, I'm not going to say anything about that. Oh, <gasps> I kind of like that we didn't immediately have the Joker in Batman, in like the the lead head Batman title. Well, yeah, he's in Detective Comics on the oh, cover, yeah. and then I was like, "Really?" It's like you're gonna go there. It's like you're gonna. That's bring why I like. That's one of the reasons I like the Batman more than Detective Comics. <laughs> so um, I don't know. I mean, we we saw the face, the you know, face cut off, and then it was in Suicide Squad, and yeah, just so, weird. So. That face is traveling. Yeah, so I, I don't I don't know how we feel about that still, about the face getting cut off. It's right. like I don't. I don't buy it, but we'll have to wait and see what, what if anything. Maybe they're just safe. Oh, forget the joke. We don't need a joker. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that seems likely. Yeah. R.C. Grimshaw, what type of comic-based video game would you like to see? Um, I've written a couple articles about this. Like like I said, like Moon Knight. Like this would be what I'd want in a Moon Knight video game. Sure. And, and, you know, something like that. Um, I'm a big fan of like Metal Gear Solid, you know, Resident Evil, you know, that type of gameplay. I don't, I'm not a big fan of RPG stuff. I like the RPG stuff, but they've been they've been taking out more and more RPG elements. So I just don't like it's like, like okay, you you got your team. It's like you hit a button, this person comes up, whap, hits the thing, runs back. You hit the button again, next person comes up, whap. It's like oh, that's what like you like you know Final Fantasy Seven. You've got stuff like Ultimate Alliance where yeah. it's more real time. Yeah, so I I, I like the more. Let's go in there. You know, I actually really liked, and it was for all the wrong reasons, but I really liked the Wolverine Origins game. I didn't play that. One. It was because it was like it was M rated. Like you had Wolverine like cutting people in half with his claws and it was messy it was really brutal and i kind of you know i'm not a gore fiend but it was interesting to see them try something new it was like so i want i feel like yeah the the superhero and comic or like a superhero and comics video games and comics should get along like peanut butter and chocolate (laughs) but it tends to be more like peanut butter and pickles it's two great tastes that go terribly together (laughs) i don't know why and i can't like put my finger on what keeps happening? Like, I really like Shattered Dimensions. I, I thought yeah. it didn't quite go far enough with making each Spider-Man different, but I liked what it did, uh, especially with the noir one. And Amazing Spider-Man looks good. It does. It looks really I'm good. I'm tempted to pre-order. We'll see. Yeah. Um, Ian X Esh Ian X says, I asked Tony this question, I think, two weeks ago, but you guys were short on time. What's the deal with Jeremiah Arkham in Detective Comics? They say he was a black mask and hint that his stint as black mask still happened, yet he was given control back of Arkham. And in Snyder's Batman issue one, Batman or Bruce says that he has dealt with two black masks in his time. And it 
shows Dr. Arkham in prisoner clothes. I'm just confused as to what exactly is going on with the character. It's it's hard to say. Yeah, I mean, this is as good as ours at this point. <laughs> I mean, Tony Daniel brought him back, and I was, I was I was like, oh, he's he's running Arkham again. It's like, so did that happen or did that not happen? <laughs> yeah, weird. I think we'll just have to wait and see. It's like I don't think. I mean, they haven't been specific on that, so I don't know. Um, Testof says, which writer at Marvel would you? Is that how you say it? T e h t. T e h. Testa t. 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 I think is stuff. Yeah, I mean it's it's only ever printed, so you don't really. I remember the monarch in Venture Brothers pronounced it sex. <laughs> Which writer at Marvel would you like to see take over at Avengers if the title continues after Bendis leaves the book? The title will continue after Bendis leaves the book. Yeah. I don't think that's an F. So who would you? Uh, I wouldn't mind seeing Remender take that over. I think he's done a lot of cool stuff with Secret Avengers. I wouldn't mind seeing him with some more bombast. Um, um, what about Matt Fraction? Matt Fraction would be amazing. I say Matt Fraction. I, th- I say he and Bendis have very similar kind of everybody's witty Mm-hmm. styles of writing that i enjoy see a lot of people don't like um fraction on x-men but they like him on, on iron man so it's Weird. like but i really like, liked him on x-men or like him on X-Men. The, the problem with, with that was the art i think was a, a lot that, that kind of way so, um yeah so I, I, i'd say either of those guys you're fine. yeah um okay we're in shorting time um here's another one from did it, i thought it, tim mick maybe not I read one from him. Hmm. Um, not this, not this week. Okay, I'm always behind on podcast. I only go to my shop every two weeks. I hate spoilers, so just wait until I have read those issues before listening to your podcast. I think my be oh, because I asked a question. Um, should we spoil do spoilers in the podcast? Some people are like, I got gotcha. you. Like, so not really a questionnaire. Um, Cloud Zach Vincent, do you think the Waynes were members of Corda all sometime in the past? If not, then why? Since they are one of Gotham's powerful families. Um, Seems I, unlikely since the Court of Owls seem to have it in for the Waynes for yeah since and, day one. And and Scott's pretty much always said that he said he claims I think he said like when he talked to us on a podcast that that the court had nothing to do with the death. But we'll we'll see. Yeah. I, I think um I think that would be a little weird. Like that was kind of what not well that wasn't obviously because the Court of Owls wasn't a thing. But Grant Morrison had that whole thing where it looked like the Waynes were actually these like corrupt hedonists yeah, and but then that all this was weirdness that turned out to be not true yeah. so i think you can't you can't really sully the wanes at least not going back one generation maybe further back you could but it, yeah it doesn't strike me as something that they would have been a part of um htb 106 sarah and tony have either of you dressed up for comic conventions who did you dress as well, well sarah has <laughs> sarah's dressed as wonder woman and catwoman and i have not dressed up i have dressed as a con goer yeah <laughs> Um, when do you think we'll next see Bat Cow? Will he should carry on in Batman Inc. or will they completely forget? <laughs> I freaking loved that. Um, I don't know. We'll that was see. one of my favorite panels of all time. Yeah. Um, okay, let's see. What do you think of the possible issue zeros and new 52 titles? How do you think they will handle stories that started completely in the first series? I think, I think yeah, they're completely unnecessary for that reason. We already saw so many origins. Of, but there's there's still other things we could see. I guess, I but what's the point? And, like, you've already done a reboot. Like, why? why? But, like, okay, if, if let's say Superman, like, maybe you go into Lex Luthor. What's his early days? You know, yeah. it doesn't have to focus on the character. It could be a villain. That's very true. Um, when do you think we'll see Static again? Do you think, would you like to see him in Teen Titans, or would you like him to team up with Icon and Rocket in a one shot issue i think um he's appeared in teen titans so i i would say that would be fine do either you play dc universe online if so what type of character i my game is still sealed mm. i i wanted to get into that because i really liked city of heroes uh back when that came out um and this looked similar enough to that 
Uh, but yeah, I never really got around to it. And now Marvel's doing their own take on that. So I may just wait for that to come out. Yeah. Um, okay. So I answered your question. Thank you. You're welcome. Um, Noir0083. Hi, guys. Are there any books in the New 52 you're currently reading in hopes that a favorite character will make an appearance? I'm currently reading Teen Titans. Hope that Raven will eventually cross over into New 52. She era. almost certainly will. <laughs> um, so, yeah. I mean, we're still waiting for Stephanie Brown, Wally mm-hmm. West, um, Wally Donna West Troy. <laughs> Or was that Flashpoint? No, that was Flashpoint. Never mind. <laughs> yeah. um, Cyberchop979. Now that the, the fi- final title of New 52 Second Wave has finally hit the stands, if DC plans on a third wave, which titles would you do you think will be canceled next? And what titles would you like to see take their places? Uh, that's, I don't, we don't have time for all that. But, yeah. um, I mean, <laughs> Purely speculatively, they could um, probably get rid of Justice League International. <laughs> or like Ravagers. Rav- I mean, no, no, no. Not, no not Rav- yeah. Red Lanterns. That was, that was exactly what I was thinking, too. Um yeah, I kind of think that the one of the Green Lantern titles could go. I don't know about Hawkman. I didn't didn't read that. <sighs> um, I've never really known about Hawkman. Yeah, um, trying to think what else. But yeah, I think either New Guardians or Core. No, New Guardians is good. I, I think they're both good, but I, I think at some point that just becomes redundant to have nah, three different Green Lantern nah. titles. Um, because I also hate God Gardner. Carnival of Sin zero zero. What's up, guys? Hopefully you guys are doing well. I recently got my hands on my own copy of Jonah Hex number 50 drawn by Darwin Cook and loved it. I've loved Gray and Palmiati's Jonah Hex run through the current All-Star Western, but I haven't read all of it before. Issue 50 is my favorite run. However, um, this is issue with Hex hunting down 50 wanted men until Lula Black makes an appearance. I love this issue so much, part because Gray and Palmiati are great writing, a great writing duo, but also because Darren Cook's amazing. If you haven't read this... Um, I highly recommend it. Yeah, so we did read that. Um, I'm sure Sarah's read it too. Yeah. Actually, I think she did. Yeah. Because I started reading it like at 47. That's when I started continuously reading it. Foxfire Art. So, again, we're almost out of time. I get through these. Foxfire Art says, if you could take the Astonishing X-Men 51 wedding album variant cover to convention and hire any artist you desired to fill in the blank portion, what marriage, regardless of the universe, would you like to see? And who would the artist be? <laughs> it doesn't have to be a real comic marriage, just any pair you enjoy together. Mm-hmm. I, I want Spider-Man Mary Jane. Sarah and I talked about that last week. The day <laughs> took him off. That's funny because I want Spider-Man. No, I'd, I'd say I'd make Joe Casada do it. <laughs> <laughs> but I'd rather have John Romita Sr. do it. <sighs> say, you're Joe Casada. You're going to do this. I, I would like to see, uh, it's funny, I'm going to do Spider-Man as well, but I'm, I would love to see Ryan Otley uh, draw a Spider-Man Black Cat because I always liked Felicia better. I saw you say Daredevil and Black Cat. Ah, I like that though because I like uh, I like Felicia. Actually, yeah. Now okay. you've given me, you've inspired me. Yeah, I would say Ryan Otley drawing uh, Daredevil Black Cat. He would cheat on her like so fast before, or she would cheat on him. Like I, I think it would be an open nah, marriage. She's, she's more. She's. I don't more, think she's the marrying type to be. But she's with. more committed. Yeah, that's true. Um, <laughs> but I don't think she's the marrying type. Yeah, Foxfire <laughs> Art also would like to ask Sarah for thoughts on the M.A. Kami Wonder Woman design that was used recent cover. Personally, like. That design for all its Greek influences. She's not here, so I don't know. Sorry, Fox. I think she liked it. Um, Nitsens, is there any chance that Earth 2 can become home to pre-New 52 characters that have been replaced? Not possible to reboot. For example, Ted Cord or children or couples that haven't happened to reboot. I was wondering, like, are we going to see Wally West there? Are we going to see mm-hmm. Donna Troy? We don't know. I kind of th- like that Earth 2 has opened up to those possibilities. Yeah, so let's see. And, um, oh, Nitsen. That, that question was meant for James. So. Oops. <laughs> yeah so i don't know well we answered it anyway yeah so we can ask him 
Cool, um, blimey, I think so. There we go. I answered it as James. And Andre Kante, <laughs> Sorry, James. Kante, Andre Kante. How did Shuma Gorath become so popular in video games when he's barely in comics? You know who that is? Yeah, it's the tentacle guy from yeah. Marvel vs. Capcom. Well, how do you know it's a guy? Tentacle entity from Marvel vs. Capcom. <laughs> That's an excellent question, actually. Uh, I, I don't know. I mean, it's a very good question. It's Japanese. He looks weird. I don't know. <laughs> um, I, and Andres also said um, he's brought this up before about several of Marvel, I think it's Marvel, um, black characters are bald. Yes. And so he, he's like, I found, so he, I don't think this was a question or anything, but he's like, I found out that Patriot is bald. It makes four major Marvel black men with a bald head. Only Miles and T'Challa have hair. Yeah. And I was like, they, they don't want mask hair. And then he's, yeah. he's like, yeah, when I played football, I had an afro and then taking the helmet off. So then he's been shaving his head. So there you go. There you you go. answered your own question. And <laughs> that is all the time. Hold we on. Have. I remember I promised a Chris Walken voice for a user, but that was before I disappeared. And I can't remember your name, but I didn't forget. So here you go, friend. Keep on listening. All right. And again, happy birthday to Anthony Giboyo. So hope you have, Sorry a, have a good birthday. We're butchering your last name. No, well, I asked him. I was like, "How do you say your name?" Oh, perfect. <laughs> I was like, "Cause no oh, me." Apology not needed. Yeah. Um. So there you go. That is a Comic Vine podcast. Um. Woo. Watch the news. Uh, yeah. Watch the news that Sarah is so very diligently editing. It, it might be up now, for all I know. Um. <laughs> so there you go. So I hope you have a great weekend. Um, trying to think if there's anything coming up next week. I, I don't even know. Um, it's going to be quiet in the office because Giant Bomb and GameSpot are gone. Yeah. So it's time to take I remember my- that last year. It was like, man, there's like three people in this office who aren't interns. So I'm going to take my pants off and sit in everyone's chair. Awesome. Don't tell, awesome. Don't tell Sarah. Because <laughs> I, I get here way before everyone else. Sure. So yeah. I'm run around. Although there's some other people that work here. So I well. have to run quickly by to her office. And like, <laughs> <laughs> I love this idea. And with that, that is the Premium Mind podcast. So thank you. And good night. Yeah, let's, let's do this. Hey, I want that on my full list. Comic sales